Hey, Andy, you want to come hang out? Whoa, man, is everything okay? Ah, uh, not today. I'm just not feeling right. I'm just always tired, always stressed, and I'm never hungry for human flesh. Do you ever feel like shutting off your brain for a while? Or indefinitely? Is your appetite for human flesh near non-existent? Are you wanting to be more athletic? Then Rage Pyridone may be right for you. Rage Pyridone is designed to take over your brain, no more pesky thoughts, increase appetite for your fellow humans, and turn you into a star athlete with energy to spare, chasing after the living. Just see what it's done for Andy. Hey Andy, how's life on Rage Pyridone? Wow, look at all the energy you have. Oh god! Thanks to Rage Baradone, I now have the energy to feast on the flesh of the living. Thanks, Rage Baradone. Ask your doctor if Rage Pyridone is right for you. Side effects may include profuse bleeding from the mouth and eyes, nausea, severe priapism, undeath, brittle bone disease, extreme day blindness, soggy nipples, foul breath, insatiable hunger, short man syndrome, anal leakage, brain rot, jitters, taxation lethargy, loss of pain senses, loss of speech, tendencies to get even. You should not take Rage Pyridone if you want to live a normal life, do not want to eat human flesh, have a giant dumpy, enjoy having conscious thought, are experiencing the vapors, are pregnant, want to be alive. <laughs> Robin texted me saying, who's biting your penis? <laughs> you tell her that's none of her business. Yeah. Exactly. Whatever stays in this room is... Stays in this room? Whatever stays in this room stays in this room. <laughs> I see that turned tables have, have turned. turned. I've been watching more of that uh, only birder, birders, only murders in the building. Oh, yeah? It's really good. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, did you finish it? I did. Yeah. The new season apparently is uh, coming out this June. <gasps> oh, yeah. It's really funny. I I I don't know how many episodes I have left, but uh, it's a pretty short season. I think. I yeah. Think it's like Twelve. Episodes, I did. I love the part where they think that Sting is the oh, murderer. So good. It's so funny. Uh, Ryan's not included in this because he has no idea what I'm talking about. No. No. After the last weekend, when the 
the ladies were watching Malcolm in the Middle. Guess what I've been watching? Malcolm now. in the Middle. Yeah. I was talking to Robin about that on the way here, and the theme song just got stuck oh, in my head. Yeah. It's such a great theme. I love it. And it was weird because last week we were talking about it on the episode. I don't remember why. And then we leave the room, and they're watching Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. So it's it's meant to be. Do you remember the part? I think we had to watch the the scene, or Michelle was putting on some clips. The the one where like. The the Dewey one where he the wants to Dewey be a, one where he wants to become a baby, baby yeah. yeah, and he shits himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> underrated show. What I do you mean it. underrated? It was huge back in the. No, it wasn't really. No, I, I think, think it was, was pretty popular I, early on, and then it kind of fizzled. Yeah, away. it was like I don't know. I feel like it was one of those shows that people watched, but like it wasn't like a huge deal, like Friends or like Seinfeld. Speaking of shows, something I did last week was go to Cirque du Soleil, which I've always on paper been like, oh, this looks lame. I don't want to do it. But honestly, it was it was really good. Yeah. Did, would, you, did you bring your parents and yeah. maybe maybe, maybe uh, one of them or both of them could have gotten murdered and then you could have been uh, Robin? <laughs> but he's not the one in Cirque du Soleil. Oh, yeah, right. Robin was part of. Oh, he wasn't just. <laughs> he wasn't just in the audience. <laughs> I'm gonna be a superhero now. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was good. What else have I been doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, what else am I? Huh. Um, I watched two movies <gasps> other than the one we nice. were covering on What'd the podcast. What did you watch? I watched The Bed of the Dead, right? Which right. was terrible, oh, right? right. Yeah. But there was a really cool creature in it. Because it was practical effects, so that was sweet. And then I watched a found footage movie that I can't remember the name of. You are just full of mystery and wonder. We watched an episode of, we're still, uh, we're on the last season of The Sopranos now, and there was an episode where one of the characters, he's like a uh, an um, aspiring writer, and he's been working on like a movie forever, and now he's finally got his idea for this movie. Is it Avatar 2? No. <laughs> It's uh, it's a horror movie about a wise guy. So a wise guy is like a, a mob dude. He gets chopped up into pieces, and then somehow the pieces of his body get reformed, and he's out for revenge. To that sounds actually pretty awesome. I know. I was I'd like, watch that. Why wasn't this made? There's no yeah. like, mafia horror movies. There probably are. Uh, there's not many mafia horror movies, but there's a lot funded by the mafia. <laughs> I know. That's, that's a good point. Um, but well, no one asked me what I was doing. Oh, okay. Nobody yeah. asked me. I just said it. Oh, oh well, I, um, what were you doing? Hey, you I, also I said, said what you were doing already. What was yeah, I doing? You, you were watching, watching that show. Murders in the building. Oh, that was last week though. That doesn't count. Okay. So one thing that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I started a new podcast with a bunch of other friends that I have. Fucking asshole. Did you actually? No. <laughs> I was going to be like, well, be you're pissed. off the podcast. I'd be pissed. No, I did not. You need to, we, we have, you're under contract. Yeah. When blood. Yeah, I have blood both in, of you. Blood under and contract. semen. I snuck into both of your houses while you were sleeping, just jacked you off into a cup, <laughs> and I've got it hidden somewhere. I just want to say, uh, so the Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode, which you only dropped uh, yesterday, already has 21 downloads <sighs> in a day. And like... That's it. We finally done it. <laughs> what, did do? what? what did we do it right all right sure yeah 21 uh i hope uh you guys are enjoying that episode that was episode 39 today we're on episode 30 no that was 38 today we're 39 Jesus. <sighs> man i should just quit 
I think people just really liked Andy's ad in it. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if that ad actually it might shape, I put it on uh, things up. I put it on in, or Instagram and I put it on TikTok. Robin loved it. Yeah, I think most people really enjoyed uh, <laughs> when your part came up. <laughs> They've got corn. I just like how it's just another random brown guy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me try this again. Welcome to another episode of Survive the Night. Today's episode 39, and we're going to be discussing 28 Days Later. My name is Amir. I'm here with Andy. Hello. And Ryan. Babaquay. 28 Days Later, uh, I've only seen this movie once before. Uh, my second time watching this movie, uh, I, en- I enjoyed this watch. Those are my quick thoughts. Oh, we're doing quick thoughts? That was actually quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah I listened to the episode. I, was, I liked it. it and pretty... realized your thoughts were not quick. No, I just didn't want to hear you being an asshole. You know? <laughs> well, I'm glad you conformed to what I wanted. I liked it. There you go. Didn't love it. Liked it. But there you go. Ryan. It was not bad. Was this your... I forget what you said last time. About I'm pretty it. sure I've seen it before because yeah. it looked really familiar, but I didn't really remember anything. We should go back to Andy because he usually loves everything we watch, but he didn't love this one. Okay, well, we're going to have to stop until they're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Why don't you learn how to put clothes on, damn it? Podcasting. Oh, man. I love it. It's so good. Why do you sound like we're fucking? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Michelle, say hi. Yeah, we have to. We literally have to stop. Say hi. Come to the mic and say hi. This is Michelle, everybody. Say hello. Calm down. Hello. (laughs) That's how we get the um, the sad boys that will start DMing us about hearing a girl's voice. <laughs> what do you mean? What's the sad boys? Like the boys who are like, oh my god, there's a girl on there? Right, 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 right. Like, Wait, what? Like That's play a, video like, games on Yeah, like on video games and oh, stuff when they find out it's a girl. Right. Oh my god, can you show me your boobs? Like I could. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, if the money's there. Oh, I forgot to show off my nice clean tooth. Look at that. Look at that tooth. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Um, before we... Amir, you didn't look. Look at that clean tooth. Look at that. So what did they do? It was brown, but like literally black. But what did they do to make it white again? They took off all the... Uh, the rot? The rot. That's disgusting, man. I know. You're fucking lucky your tooth was still salvageable. Oh, then. yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I thought was interesting when I was reading about this movie is the fact that uh, some critics actually credit this movie for the, I guess, the revitalization of the zombie genre. Because a lot of zombie movies started to come out again after this movie came out, Mm -hmm. like the new Dawn of the Dead and stuff. Um, So I thought that was interesting. What I also found interesting was the guy who directed it, which Ryan will get into before this didn't really delve into the horror genre. Is it Danny Boyle? Yeah. Yeah. He's known for train spotting, I think. It's probably the. Danny Boyle. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, let's get into it. 28 days later. Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan also hooked us up with some new sound effects. That's my penis getting hard. Why is this a spree? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just right. don't do the 
far left middle one too much. <laughs> what is that supposed to It's Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh. I was trying to find a good scream, but most of them were really like comical. Yeah, that's and not stupid. good. Okay. 28 Days Later came out in 2002. It's directed and. Yeah. Okay. Let me try <laughs> that again. It's directed. By Danny Boyle, who did Train Spotting, which is a great book and a great movie, mm-hmm. and Sunshine, which is I haven't watched it, but it's supposed to be like up there as one of the greatest like sci-fi movies. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty good. Either. It's pretty good. What is with you today? Huh? I don't know. Yeah, it's like this is a ten out of ten. Today's like yeah, it's okay. It's okay. What do you mean? I'm yeah. gonna, what are you afraid to like things just, now? This is um this Son is of a bitch. just being like fuck out of here. Like cool Andy. I don't know, I just don't give a shit. That's why you're wearing sunglasses on inside the house. Yeah, those are sunglasses. Yeah, those are sunglasses, not glasses to see. Yeah. Because <laughs> usually cool people wear sunglasses. Yeah, I, can, I, I don't have enough money for that. Anywho, the writer is Alex Garland and he directed Annihilation and Ex Machina, and he was a writer for Sunshine, Dread, Ex Machina, and Annihilation. Oh, it's interesting, because one of the actors in this movie is also from Ex Machina. That movie is good. I liked it a lot. Annihilation, really good. The book? Hot garbage, yeah. Yeah, did not enjoy it. Special effects, uh, there was a ton of people, so I just picked a few, because most of them were kind of like, eh. We've got Richard Conway. He worked on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Johnny English, <laughs> and Attack the Block. Uh, just FYI, you missed the composer. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go back to that. The composer, John, or uh, Dropkick Murphy. Oh, my God. Composer, John. to Boston. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> composer, John Murphy. Uh, he's on the soundtrack for 28 weeks later, Kick-Ass and Peacemaker. And then he's the composer for Sunshine 28 Weeks Later, Kick-Ass. Mm. Uh, special effects, Richard Conway, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Johnny English, and Attack the Block. Have you guys seen Attack the Block? No, I haven't. It's good. It's got, um, who's the guy who usually works with Simon Pegg? Nick Frost. Edgar Wright? The bigger Nick dude? Nick Frost. Nick Frost, oh, yeah. yeah. He's in it. And yeah, it's pretty good. We've got Sam Conway, who did Alien vs. Predator, Hellboy 2, and he was on the new The Northman movie. Mm -mm. Steve Patton did Blade 2, which is the best Blade movie. (laughs) Cliff Wallace, um, he was zombie number five in Waxwork, and then he did the special effects for The Unholy, Waxwork, Doom, The Forest, Amulet, and The Power. So, doing big stuff. Pretty big stuff. Next, we got starring Alex Palmer. She plays an activist. Uh, she's in Eden Lake. I did not write down any of the other activists because they haven't been in, in anything. Is uh, Eden Lake that movie with like the worst, like most depressing ending ever? I don't know. I haven't seen. It. Oh, okay. And she's in this movie for like five minutes. Yeah. So most of the actors in this film are underground. Mm. I don't want to say no-name actors, but, like... They're not big-name actors, no. for sure. and that was on purpose. They didn't want anybody, like, any big star, like, muddying up the actual film. Gotcha. Next, we got Cillian Murphy. plays Jim. Yeah. No? You guys don't know the name? Jim? <laughs> <laughs> 
I know Cillian. I Murphy. love. I honestly he, love. Cillian is it Cillian or Chillian or Killian? Killian. Killian. He could be Killian. Honestly, he's he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. He's, so he's in Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Returns, Sunshine. He's in Inception. He's also in A Quiet Place too. I didn't know that, but I also haven't seen it yet. Oh really? Yeah. And then obviously he's uh, like the front runner for Peaky Blinders or something, right? He's yeah, also yeah, he's, um, actor he's also going to be starring in the new Nolan movie uh, called Oppenheimer. Uh, did, did anyone see the uh, Cillian Murphy like uh, dress rehearsal thing when he was trying out for Batman? He wore the Batman outfit and he was trying to like do like the the Christian Bale like read through thing. It's really weird just because you don't you just think of him. Uh, not playing Batman. So he was actually auditioning to be Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this this is probably why he didn't get the job. And he's so skinny, you know, I don't he would have to had to put on a lot of weight for that movie. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh Christian Bale right. for the second one had to yeah. put on a lot of fucking mm-hmm. weight. For because movie. of the machinist. On that note, before we get into the next w- would you guys consider the machinist a horror movie? Honestly, I remember loving the movie, but I don't remember a single thing from it other than Christian Bale was a skinny, skinny boy. I would consider it like... It's like almost thriller body horror. Body horror, that's what I was going to say. I would love to cover that sometime. Yeah. When we get into those obscure... Mm -hmm. Uh, Naomi Harris plays Selena, and she was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, and At World's End. So, pretty fucking sick. Pirates of the Caribbean, great movies. They're great movies. <laughs> I I just haven't seen them. I'm sorry. You doing coke over there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Noah Huntley plays Mark, and he was in Event Horizon. Kim McGarrity plays Mr. Bridges' daughter. Uh, she did stunts for The Descent, Weird. Hot Fuzz, The Wolfman, The Mummy, and In Fabric. Brendan Gleeson plays Frank, was in Lake Placid, The Village, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Megan Burns plays Hannah. Hold on one sec. I want to say that uh, I love that actor. Which one? Brendan Gleeson? Yeah, he he's the lead in the Mr. Mercedes uh, TV series based on the Stephen King books. I just love him book is it just one book i don't think it's more than one. Oh, well they make it seem like it's several books in the show maybe it is i don't know justin hackney plays infected kid i put him in because he also plays a crawler in the descent hmm. the kid's getting a lot of work <laughs> that's all he's done oh <laughs> he's dead um i left out quite a few actors as well because either they haven't really been in anything so if i've missed some like major actors in this movie oopsies i did this right up before i watched the movie well i mean aside from a couple you've already named all the big people mm-hmm. so. luke mabley plays private clifton stuart mcquarrie plays sergeant farrell uh he plays in isle of the dogs which is a cool looking movie mm-hmm. uh Ricci reese harnett plays corporal mitchell leo bill plays private jones he's also in in fabric Junior Lanian. Lanian. Plays Private Bell. Ray Panthaki plays Private Bedford. Christopher Eccleson plays Major Henry West. He was in Gone in 60 Seconds and The Others. And Paul Casey plays an infected, and he's in 1408 and Blade 2. Now, I do want to jump on a quick fact here. Uh, I believe it's Hannah 
who hasn't really been in anything else. However, so uh, Hannah, it's Megan Burns who plays her, hasn't been really in anything else, but she also tried to get into the music industry, changed her name to Betty Curse and played like a gothic singer. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, she had a song that hit 116 on the UK charts and I listened to some of the music. It's not very good. <laughs> Also, don't don't take that as uh, don't think of it as uh, too serious because uh, Ryan's uh, musical taste is kind of like. Excuse me. <laughs> I have the best musical taste in this room. Okay, just don't even go there. <laughs> I have the most varied musical taste in uh, this room. I'll give you that. You don't know what I like. I'm okay. pretty sure all you like are video game OSTs, right. uh, sounds of women coming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Continue. Um, mm. The sounds of screaming children. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're not wrong about that. All which you can find on Spotify. Can you? I don't know. You, actually, you okay? Can. You can't you actually can. find uh, sounds of women yeah. having orgasms There's on Spotify. Erotic ASMR <laughs> all yeah. on, on Spotify. On Spotify? Yeah. yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> all right. Are but we... yeah, uh, go check her out. If you want to hear her music, like personally, it's like, it's like old 2000s, like pop punk rock kind of, okay. but like the lowest class of oh, okay. it. Like a shitty Avril Lavigne. Like her music video also is in like maybe 480p. Ooh, <laughs> love it. Mm. All right. Let's get on to that. Abide with me. Fast falls the a bicycle courier named Jim awakes from a coma and realizes that stupid fucking scientists have created a highly contagious virus that induces rage and it has caused a global pandemic leading to society's collapse. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds that's a lot like uh, life. Yeah, that's basically it. The beginning. After the Fox searchlight intro, the movie begins abruptly with a montage of chaotic video clips from the news. I want to say this part. I don't like seeing like real life violence in movies. It's not. It's not. It's so, not. It's, no, it's, the, yeah, I know. No. It looks yeah, so fucking it looks real. real. Yeah. If I, I mean, if you see, there's like one part where I think a guy's like hanging yeah. or something and they start it's like hitting a dummy him. It's though, very right? clearly a dummy. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't use anything real. But they it based really it did. off yeah. real events. And that was one of the first things I did was look up, is this fucking real? Because yeah. it does look so real, but no, it's not. Okay, well, I'm going to say that they do this for other movies where they actually yeah. do include real life totally. violence. And I hate it when they put it in real movies. Yeah. Just wanted to say that. It makes me feel icky. We see people scrambling, people crying, fires and riots. We see, a, uh, we see SWAT teams. We see a shot of someone hanging by a noose, being punched in the stomach. The camera pans out, and you see a bunch of TV screens showing the carnage. The camera pans out more, and we see a chimp strapped to a bed in some sort of lab with, with wires attached to its brain. It looks like it's being forced to watch the screens. And this is basically happening in real life, too. I don't know if you guys have heard, but apparently Elon Musk is testing on oh monkeys my God. for some yeah. reason. I forget what it was about. Yeah, but... I didn't really understand why... 
They just had like the chimp watching. Mm-hmm. I think it was just some some part of like the whole rage virus thing that they've they're creating it has something to do with like seeing violence and like destruction. Could be um, the chimpanzees in this film are like I think it said like one of two. Uh, places that breed them for film. Fuck. So hmm. that's very sad, but these monkeys or chimpanzees were born <sighs> to be yeah. quote-unquote actors. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Just start CGI, CGIing I don't everyone. know why they don't do that. Like we saw with the new Planet of the Apes trip, I think that's how so, effective you can oh, be. Oh, yeah. I just think it's for a lot of these movies, it's just like, all right, the only real animals we're going to use are horses yeah. and chimps and I for some reason. They probably... And they're both in this film. Oh, they right. are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thankfully, they're not showing clips of Dr. Phil or those chimps would have been really mad. <laughs> <laughs> we get a shot of three people wearing ski masks. They break into the lab and take off their masks, snapping photos of the lab. There are several chimps trapped in the glass cages. The ski mask crew is a gang of three, two dudes and one gal. At one point, she goes, oh, God, after seeing the trapped chimps. I want to say that they're like this animal rights activist group that are giving us bad names. (laughs) Totally, because it it sort of almost puts the blame on them for unleashing this. Mm -hmm. Even though they should be blaming the, The the scientists, the people that are causing this. Yeah. Uh, one of the men reply, keep your shit together if you want to get them out of here. Suddenly, we see a scientist in a lab coat, frozen, watching these animal activists. This was a funny scene. because so they just like, they're like, hey, keep it together if you want to get this to go, like, go and get these chimps out of here. And then they just stop and they turn over and he's just staring at them. <laughs> yeah, he's just like deer in the headlights type of thing. <laughs> Once they all make eye contact, the scientist runs for it. He's in the middle of the calling, or is it? He is in the middle of calling security before he gets stopped. He says the chimps are infected and they're highly contagious. He says they're infected with rage. He's trying to warn them to not let them out. The woman lets one out and and is immediately brutally attacked by it. Another guy comes in with a baseball bat, trying to beat the chimp off of her. Beat the chimp off. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be funny with that. I know. But... I'm just being an idiot. Wait, 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 some... wait, 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 wait. Okay, give me one second here. Wait. Okay, wait. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay, wait. <laughs> I'm not going to even look okay, at it now until say I read it. it. Now say it. Now say it. Reread the line. Another yeah. guy just, just, comes yeah. in with a baseball bat trying to beat the chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, begin... it was a weird scene. She be. <laughs> She begins vomiting blood. Yeah, I would too. It's madness. The scientist gets attacked next. I guess we forgot the uh, disclaimer that I wrote the plot points. Oh, that's okay. I I figured by now, if anyone who is uh, listening to us uh, all the time would know this by now. (laughs) Um, So it's pretty crazy seeing this woman like start to become infected and then she kind of like vomits everywhere and like vomits in one of the guy's faces as well this is probably my favorite thing about the their zombie version or whatever the infected is like they have these red Mm -hmm. eyes and they throw up blood so it's uh so we've got 28 days later 28 weeks later and then there's a comic extension to this Mm -hmm. and 
in the comic, it explains that the rage virus is connected to Ebola oh. because Ebola gives you bloodshot eyes, uh, makes you vomit blood and all this other stuff. Really cool. I'm pretty sure there's also like an in insect or something that like throws up onto another insect to either control it or like Fuck. or like kill it. There's tons of insects that do that. Yeah. They like vomit on them and it's basically like they vomit their stomach acid so they can just slurp it up. <laughs> um I also read that there is serious talks of making a third film. Twenty eight months later? Could be. Hmm. Did uh Danny Boyle direct the second one or no? No, it was uh, some Spanish dude. I forget his name. It's probably one of the maybe the one of the guys that directed Wreck. You think so? It could um, be. Here, I'll look it up real quick. Uh, Twenty-eight weeks. The director's name: Juan Carlos Fresna hmm. Fresnadillo. Um, doesn't look like he's known for much. He only has thirteen credits. Twenty weeks later, Intruders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. It uh, did not do well with the critics as well. Weeks? Yeah, which is why a third one didn't come out. But they've been talking about it for a really long time. And now uh, one of them put out a tweet being like, we're seriously considering starting it. I feel like now is a good time. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. with the, the pandemic and everything. And just in terms of, I feel like horror movies, their caliber has just gotten a lot better in recent mm -hmm. years. I feel like more people are taking the genre seriously as well. Back to the movie. We see a chimp violently hammering against one... Uh, uh, <laughs> we see a chimp violently hammering against the wall of one of the cages, and we fade to black. White text pops up on the screen 28 days later. I really like that setup. Um, it's a really cool way to introduce like the title screen. Definitely. I just, yeah. And it's obviously the it literally is twenty eight days later mm -hmm. after that incident where we. I do think it's funny that it's just like, like pretty much just Arial font in the corner. Mm -hmm. Just twenty eight mm -hmm. days later. I did notice, yeah, on that note, Brian, um, that the movie overall. Did you watch it on Disney Plus as well? Yeah. It felt very low budget. The quality. So of it. because of that, there. This is one of the very first films that switched from film to digital, mm. and they did that. Because it gave it that low quality grainy I actually look. love the reason or the way it looks. Because I, they wanted to yeah. give it a post-apocalypse, post-pandemic uh, feeling. Feels like, it feels like a found footage movie not shot in found footage. Yeah, Doesn't okay. It? Yeah, it's a good way to describe it. Yeah, it's um, very gritty and dirty looking. Mm -hmm. I want to rewind here a little bit. You know, sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the, <laughs> the part where they let the first chimp out... And it, like, we didn't really talk about it other than, oh, yeah, the chimp, the woman lets a chimp out and immediately attacks her. It just fucking, they're in, like, these plexiglass cages that's, like, a long tunnel thing like to their little yeah. cage thing. And she opens it, and we just get, like, an on, like, uh, a shot through the cage as mm -hmm. it comes barreling at her. That'd be terrifying. Yeah, chimpanzee also, will rip your face off. Especially because the tone that she's doing all of this in, this in is like, is it going to be a puppy coming out of this cage or something? And yeah, they seem like very um, inexperienced uh, animal rights activists. Yeah. The chimpanzee came out of its cage, beat the guys, and off, it was not doing just fine. No, 
Oh. <laughs> and, and I mean, so obviously we know these chimpanzees have been injected with some sort of virus, but even if not, you've probably heard people say that a chimp would fucking tear you apart oh, yeah. just in regular circumstances. Again, they're inexperienced. Yeah. And chimps have, oh my God, they're just so fucking strong. Chimps, yeah. monkeys in general. Even hanging around the zoo? No, I just I hear a lot of stuff about like, they can literally just take your face and be like, now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> now <Yeah>. it's mine. <laughs> it's true. They can like their Terrifying. bite. If they bit into your head, they leather just monkey face completely open. That'd be a great movie. Leather monkey face. Yeah. A monkey <laughs> slightly intelligent, rip somebody's face off is wearing their face and it's yeah. a crazy serial killer monkey. Someone write it, please. Okay. Give us all the money. Leather monkey face. We see a naked man. <laughs> this is Jim. He's strapped to a hospital bed, slowly getting up. It's time for HPA, hot penis action. <laughs> what the fuck? His penis is flaccid, and it looks like three-day-old bread. Maybe two-day-old. <laughs> the man was packing heat. It's true. Yeah, we see Stillian Murphy's penis for... Like, that's, like... Also, it's very confusing. Like, why Why was he naked? They should have... good question. You'd, you go to a hospital, that's like the first thing they do is put clothes on you. To yeah. be fair, though, we don't know what's happened yeah. in the interim of him waking up. That's true. Maybe like one of the infected grabbed his his outfit. Or a nurse came up and was like, I know how to get him out of a coma. And just started. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, maybe there was just one nurse left and she was really horny. It's like, this guy's in a coma, whatever. Yep. Can you get hard in a coma? Well, kill the Kill Bill movie seems to indicate that you can. Okay, well, wait, that's wait, no, not no, no, based no, no, that's no. a vagina. That's a vagina. Never mind. Yeah, a vagina can get hard. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean Kill Bill. The Uma's character gets fucked during a coma, but obviously that's different because she's got a vagina. Not even fucked, raped, raped completely, sorry. raped, raped. He's right. Okay. Yeah, this went dark. All right. Uh, he's disoriented as he comes to his feet. Unattaching the wires off of himself, he finds some scrubs, unlocks the door, and leaves the room. So, this part, and then like extending later, uh, pissed me off hmm. because I understand like he's probably panicking because he just woke up from like a small coma and is like, "The fuck is everybody?" But he just rips the needle out of his arm, hmm. and then he real must have realized that he fucked up because he bandages it. Oh, yeah, and you see later that the blood's like dripping down mm -hmm. from him because he could have like. Died from rip, that. Yeah, yeah, rip it out like that. You can rip your vein all the way up, right? I mean, that's a really great little detail, though, because I totally didn't even notice that. So kudos for catching that. I did, and it was uncomfortable. I want to say also on Disney Plus, watching this was a nightmare because the sound was all like so quiet. It was so quiet mm -hmm. for all the dialogue, and then for the action scenes, it was just like so loud. I, I noticed that the, for me, the music was really quiet and I couldn't hear it enough. So I had to turn it up if, when I, whenever I wanted to catch the music. But I feel like a lot of movies have that problem on streaming services. True. Jim explores the hospital yelling out, hello. Just like that. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's deserted and looks like it was just scavenged. It's a mess. He finds refreshing a refreshing can of Pepsi and gulps it down. He exits the hospital. That scene made me sick. The Pepsi part? As a like a kid or a teenager, I'd be like, fuck yeah, man, slam a Pepsi bag. Oh. But just watching him do it as like a 30-year-old man, is, I'm like, I'm going to fucking vomit oh. for him. I wanted a Pepsi after. I prefer Coke. 
Yeah, you do. I'm fine with either. Um, <laughs> I just want to know, like, why didn't he look at any of the fucking newspapers that are on the ground? He's, like, trying to figure out what's going on, but, like, didn't read a newspaper, didn't read anything on the ground or anything it's posted. panic, probably. What? Panic. But panic. You're not but, thinking clearly when you wake true. up and That's nobody's true. around. You're freaking out. Probably. And everything's right. fucked up. But that does eventually happen. And... Assuming it is 28 days later, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Pepsi was much more important than the newspaper. That's true. So, Amir, you will wake up in a hospital naked, dicks akimbo. <laughs> what do you do? Well, I'm looking around the room, seeing, uh, you know, uh, you know, where the fuck am I? I don't remember where I, why I'm here in the first place. I'm like, hey, nurse, you know, I press the button, like calling for the nurse and, you know, nobody comes like, fuck this hospital. So my fucking tax dollars are paying for Jesus Christ. Like, why am I naked? I look down, my penis is out. Are they raping me in this hospital? Like, what the hell? Jesus. I put my clothes on and get out and, uh, you know, walk around the hospital and see everything's fucking a mess. Like, what the hell? Where's everybody? Where's everybody? And then I realize I'm all alone in this hospital and nobody's here. So I'm like, fuck, party. And I go find out where all the drugs are and I just fucking start shooting up. Yeah. All right. It's weird that you said shooting up instead of just, you know, I start taking the drugs. No. No, you're going right for in drugs. straight for the morphine. And <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm going for the morphine. Good call. Oh, yeah. Jerk off. Unf okay. Unfortunately, I feel like that would be the first thing that people would have hit with for uh, mm. scalvaging. So, Andy, you wake up, your penis is out. <clears throat> what do you do? Probably the uh, first thing I'm going to do is find clothes because I really don't like being naked. Um <laughs> Shamed of my uh, my body, and, uh, ashamed of uh, a sexy boy. Shamed of um, you're not my boy toy. Just ashamed of how massive my penis is, and uh, that's fair. The person who has the biggest, at least at the time when I watched this uh, documentary thing, uh, the person with the biggest penis at the time was ashamed of having the biggest penis. Wow, interesting. Because he was like, I can't do anything with this. People oh. stare at me. It's horrible. I hate it. And times change. You People know, stare at you. Well, put some pants on. And the Victorian he can't wear. Like he has to wear like crazy oversized pants because oh he's like I can't God. even fit. In the, okay. the Victorian era, being thick or like overweight and as pale as possible was like attractive. So maybe small penises were into you. Would have been you would have fit perfectly in the Victorian era, Ryan. I wasn't talking about it. <laughs> I wasn't okay. First of all, <laughs> I wasn't talking about it. My, Second of all, it has a name. My, my, <laughs> My penis his is name, perfectly fine. His name is Jim. <laughs> Second of all, this was like a TLC show, so it was like in the 2000s, not in the Victorian ages. <laughs> I, I don't understand Pretty why sure. I said a documentary and you're like, oh, he means old timey. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's dicks were smaller back then. <laughs> I, that's why they rode those uh, giant bicycles. To keep their dicks from being in the ground. <laughs> Uh, oh wait, what are we doing? You're woken up in a hospital. You're uh, uncomfortable so, about so the, being naked. So the clothes thing. Uh, I pass a mirror on the way. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Gonna get drugs." I'm like, "Okay, have fun with that." Um, I'm gonna go uh, try to look for some food, some Pepsi, I guess. I'm gonna do everything he does, except I'm gonna read a newspaper. Mm, very good, Ryan. What would you do? You wake up um, slowly. 
in a hospital bed. Your little penis is out. <laughs> <laughs> little penis. So I wake up. I'm disoriented. I see I'm naked. I don't really care. No, I'm naked at home all the time. Whatever. I get up. I very slowly and carefully take the needle out of my arm. Oh, yeah. Uh, con- considering uh, we didn't do that. Yeah, we're, we're just, just walking around. We're just, yeah, just around. gushing blood everywhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. I took the. I took it with me. I took the whole uh-huh. uh, thing with me. I don't know what it's called, but it's. It's like an IV big, like a drip. Big yeah, almost, so like right? the 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 uh, tray or the whatever it's attached to <laughs> on rollers is with me. Because I want to be hydrated. Amir, what about you? Did you just yank it out? Would you have known that? If you yank it out, you can split your veins open. I probably wouldn't have no. So I probably would have yanked it out, and I'm dripping blood everywhere. So maybe I get a bandage before I go get my drugs. But I get my drugs anyway, so it doesn't matter if I'm dripping blood. Yeah, you're just like it depends just, on how bad that cut is. Yeah, I could just like pass out from the blood loss. Anyway, back to you, Ryan. So I'm walking around naked because, like I said, I don't care. Um, I pass by a room full of like open pill bottles and stuff. Amir's on the floor. He's dead because he's bled out. <laughs> Checks out. Um, I walk past Andy, who's kind of like in a, like almost a mini sugar coma because I've never seen him drink like an actual sugar beverage. It's always diet. It's true. So he's fucked up. I'm like, oh, fuck. These I, guys I, are no help. I don't know what's going on here. I went into a diabetic coma. <laughs> Back into a coma. So I'm feeling fun. I'm feeling silly <laughs> um i'm gonna go back say amir's not dead but like he's passed out from blood loss so i'm like oh, okay i'll fix him up but andy's passed out too so i pull no. i grab andy and i pull him over to amir oh, <laughs> and i prop him up beside amir and then i put each of your hands around each other's dicks <laughs> and oh. then i hide somewhere and wait for you guys to wake up <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm not waking up from this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm waiting there for a while. And then I start to see your guys' hands moving. But I can clearly see you're both trying to pretend like you're still out <laughs> Peeking out at the corner of my eye. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> All right. So I basically, I wake up after you guys wake up. Amir goes to get drugs, bleeds out, and passes out. Andy grabs a drink. Diabetic coma. Diabetic coma. coma. I drink you guys together, and then I watch you guys drink each other. (laughs) We should definitely include each other in our scenarios. We really should. Should do that more often. We get a cool bird's eye shot of Jim walking around before he hits the city streets. You see a bunch of zoomed out shots of Great Britain. That's where the movie takes place, yeah. And it is very deserted. So, how did they get those shots, Ryan? Did uh, uh, Have we seen the shot now of him like going through the roads and stuff? Yeah. yeah. So, how they got that shot was they asked the police to at 4 a.m. to 
block these areas off and they had an hour or two to film like have everything set up and film because obviously they can't stop traffic in these big rural areas and one of the tricks they used was they got attractive women to go up to the uh, people driving and being like I'm so sorry you're gonna have to wait a little while and most of the people were like yeah no that's cool that's cool Mm. Uh, it's also said that (laughs) Danny Boyle had his own daughter do it oh (laughs) god Oh no! I know the inspiration Danny. for those soldiers later Danny. on. Danny, you know, and uh, same thing for when we see the overpass. I think he's walking on the overpass as well. Same thing. They mm-hmm. had to shut it down, and like they shut it down for an hour or something. Fucked up traffic, all for one minute worth of filming. I will say it was worth it, though. It's so um, I don't know, kind of shocking to see this, you know, city center like Great Britain just completely deserted. It was so cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. The music is very reminiscent of The Last of Us. That's what I felt anyways. And then later on, too, there's some music that I feel like The Last of Us 2 was inspired by. I uh, remember, I, I swear there's this, the same type of track that he, the, the composer, uses in the movie Kick-Ass. Oh, interesting. Like a lot of the guitar yeah. uh, slowly building up to this, like, I don't know, this big epic uh, score. It's I think it's, it's like ripped or he used it uh, or it was inspired and just used it in Kick-Ass again, hmm. which I know composers do a lot of. They rehash a lot of things. So anyway, the streets of Great Britain are a mess and he's still screaming out hello with no response. He begins scavenging the streets, filling up a bag with money and other items. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I know. Seeing he, him with he thinks it like matters. Plastic, yeah. yeah, which is fair. You don't totally. know what's happening. And oh, if you yeah. see some money, why not, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not like you're gonna start collecting bottle caps and you're like, ah, yeah, this is money now. Fallout. The streets are littered with garbage as the music picks up. He finds his way into the central part of the city and it's completely deserted. The music speeds up and gets heavier as he finds a newspaper with the headline that just says evacuation. Is this the roundabout area? Uh, this is where uh, the wall of notes and mementos are. Yeah. So that roundabout. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I do have something on that as well. Uh, all those notes, papers, letters, and all that, those made by one person. Geez, there's like hundreds of them. They, yeah, it was a woman on the production team made them all over a span of three months. What's even more incredible about that is they all look so different. Yeah. Holy cow. Wow. They must have not paid her at all. <laughs> I will say just on that note, um, like Ryan mentioned that thing with the the needle in his arm, this these notes and stuff. They paid a lot of attention to these subtle details that I find that a lot of movies don't, uh, especially like apocalyptic movies, like food and that sort of thing seems mm-hmm. to matter in this movie, which I'm always in a lot of movies. I'm like, they haven't eaten anything. Like what's Yeah. Like, uh, like I said at the beginning of the movie, when he ripped it out, I was like, oh no, you don't do that. And then I noticed him put the bandage on and still bleeding out. And I was like, 
Okay. It's like the director's cut is just uh, him taking it out, bleeding to death, and then it's just the movie's over. <laughs> Did you have anything on other endings and stuff later when we get there? Uh, I didn't look up the okay. alternate. There are alternative endings. Okay, yeah, I, can, on... I can assume which one is there. There must be a one. What I'm thinking of because but... I know Andy was just kind of kind of joking about him bleeding out to death, but some of the alternate endings are almost that crazy. Mm -hmm. So we'll get there. I know a lot of movies that have the weird alternate ending. Mm. We should talk about them at the end when we talk about these ones. Yeah. Whoa. We could do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it seems as though he might be putting the pieces together as he finds a wall of notes and memos that people left for their loved ones. It's just... <laughs> there's like... Okay, what what are your guys' note on the wall? If, uh, if I was in the middle of uh, this pandemic, society's collapsing... Uh, and I had the opportunity to leave a note for any survivors. Maybe it'd just be like, this is your fucking fault. <laughs> okay. Hey, Andy. Uh, it's just going to be a note from you and it's going to have a picture of you pointing at me and being like, I know society is crumbling, but you still owe me $200. <laughs> Ryan's notes going to be a picture of me and you jerking each other. And just in the corner, it just says, lol. Or it just says, look what you made me do. I was actually going to say, mine is the bathroom at the gas station on 41st East Street. <laughs> Meet me there at 10 p.m. <laughs> Have you guys ever called one of those uh, bathroom stall numbers before? No, but I had my number written on the oh. wall of the Camby. So somebody had called you because of that? Somebody that... had texted me. Oh was that God. Jade or Danny that put that up there? Yeah. yeah. Fucking assholes. May they rest in peace. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they're not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. We pan to a door creaking open as he makes his way into a church. Someone has written, repent. The end is extremely fucking nigh. On another wall, someone wrote, I need teepee for my bunghole. <laughs> that Somebody happen. was a really big fan of Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Um. I, okay, seeing that that the repent thing, and then somebody writing all of those words mm. onto the church, I felt like that's t that's too much work. And yeah. it was pretty high up on the wall. Yeah, that, that was my first thought. I saw yeah. like fucking nine. And I was like, all right, that's cool. So the end is fucking nine, and then above that is like repent. And I was like, how did they get up? There? Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, though, I wonder that about a lot of graffiti I see around the city. I was like, how the fuck do they do that? Well, they do. Ladders and stuff, and obviously. Yeah, ladders like, and stuff inside a church on they, stairs. They don't have and there's uh, dead bodies all over. Yeah, they don't have infected running after yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, the camera pans to a congregation area of the church, and we see what looks like eighty to ninety dead bodies piled on top of one or on top of each other. And I have something for that. As this well. was really creepy. So yeah, obviously they uh, they couldn't afford to pay that many people to play dead bodies so they actually got people uh volunteers from like a, a neighboring college or something so it's all college kids just oh, cool. pretending to be dead that's almost like uh day of the dead where they got yeah. Them. yeah they paid people a dollar and gave them a hat uh hello he says towards the congregation two figures stand up quickly turning to face him it's super creepy they don't look normal they just or they're just standing there staring yeah, one of them's like one of them's like Ohio Senpai. <laughs> One of them actually just has their mouth like open 
like just yeah and their eyes are like fucked up and they're just standing there again so creepy it was a really quick scene Mm -hmm. so i just saw like two people stand up but they look normal to me and i was like what are you doing in those dead bodies well it's weird that they weren't they weren't like charging at him or anything no standing there for now someone comes out of the back room of the church it's the pastor he sounds like he's choking he's twitching and spasms towards him father are you okay He's about to attack Jim, but he swings his bag at the pastor's head and knocks him down. The infected priest crawls towards him. Then five to seven of these infected freaks start chasing him. They were using uh, Amir's words again, calling them freaks. So <laughs> they don't ever say anything except they're infected. Yeah. Um, in an alternative scene, uh, the priest barges the door down he runs towards him and then notices uh jim's of age and turns around and walks away <laughs> i knew when you right when you open your mouth there i was like oh, that's great though he's doing a bit that was that was, that was a joke that was like a, a just joke yeah. you know more of those ryan <laughs> he flees the church running through the streets being chased Over here screams a group in the distance as they toss Molotov cocktails at the chasers, setting them on fire. So, sorry, um, before we say this next part, yeah, the way they were talking and like running and stuff, I thought it was like a big group of people. So did I. Like four or five at least. Yeah, it's just two. (laughs) Just two people just hanging out. Um, I do also want to say the infected, most of them were uh, athletes. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted that... people to have more physical power when they were going. They didn't want slow rambling. They wanted them to be able to like climb over walls and shit. Uh, I had a question on that note for you, horror experts. Uh, in terms of zombies, obviously the traditional zombies are slow, kind of lurching. This movie is very different. They're fast, and as Ryan says, these are played by athletes. Um, are there many movies before this where the zombies are are like this? Not this fast. Um, I don't think. Was this one of the first movies to do it? Sorry, which movie did you say? Thriller? The Michael Jackson video? Yeah, you have to be pretty athletic to do all those sweet dance I mean, that's true. They are pretty athletic. They move pretty quick. I can't really... What what year did this come out? 2002. So how far was uh, the uh, Dawn of the Dead remake? Remake. That was like... A year after? Two years after? Yeah, something like that. So... Uh, yeah. I guess I'm legend to some degree as well, which was after this. They had... those, I wouldn't even call those zombies, though. That's true. They yeah. look like weird CGI milkmen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I can't think of any any other movies where there's like crazy fast zombies. Like there's other ones that like move a bit faster, like in uh, Thriller. Like, like Thriller and well, Return of the Living Dead. So you bring something important up then, I guess. Is it... Can we even call these people zombies? They're people infected with the disease. Yeah. It's hard not to say undead, because, right? like, then would you say the Resident Evil zombies aren't zombies? Oh, that's true, because they've infected, infected with Infected with something. Mm, but everyone and calls them zombies. Yeah. Semantics. It's, yeah. uh, I would say there's, like, differing types of zombies. Like, there's your old school, brain dead, rotted. Mm-hmm zombie there's your parasite in their brain controlling them zombie there's your like uh some sort of virus sickness zombie you know ones that can talk ones that can't talk yeah there's tons of different ones yeah one of them runs into a gas station and explodes and i have another one for that so they went through all the proper channels 
to be allowed to blow this real gas station up. Nice. Cool. And uh, they go to do it, and nobody told the police. <laughs> so they blew it up, and police and firefighters came storming over. Wouldn't that be the first thing that they would do? You would think. Yeah, they like I said, they got permission from the city, all, all this other stuff, but nobody told the police on the day that it was happening. That's hilarious. <laughs> the group are all wearing gas masks. Again, the group. Yeah, it's, it's just, just two, two, people. two people. They shuffle in or their way into a convenience store. One of the masked people walks over to Jim and tells him a joke. A man walks into a bar. Ouch. That, that actual that, joke. That makes me angry because I read it at first and I was like, that's pretty funny. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> that's not the joke, though. No, that's not the joke. I know it's not, which is <laughs> yeah. why it made me angry, because I was like, yeah. oh, Amir got me. <laughs> How about uh, two pretzels were walking down the street? One was assaulted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ryan, you got a, a joke off the cuff for us? <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't got a good one. Oh, okay. okay. A man walks into a bar with a giraffe. They get each other pissed. The giraffe falls over. The man goes to leave. The barman says, Oi, you can't leave that lion there. The man replies, No, it's not a lion. It's a giraffe. Jim doesn't laugh. <laughs> I like it, though. I like it. It's a clever joke. The comedian takes his mask off. It's Vince McMahon. It's, uh, it's me, Austin. It was me all along. Sorry. <laughs> At this point, the, the drugs were starting to kick in. Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, chugged down two Negronis before starting to... What did you check down? Have you had a Negroni? It's a type of cocktail. Can you say that word? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I've been really careful at, at how I've been saying that. Okay. Negroni. No, I haven't. I don't even know what it is. rum and uh, orange peel and some bitters. It's quite bitter. But All the bitters. Robin didn't like it, so I had to drink two. When were you drinking? Last night. <gasps> oh, my. You heathen. I will repent because the end is really fucking nigh. Right. They're trying to figure out who Jim is. Jim reveals he's a bike courier. Uh, Jim's like, I'm just a family man from the States. According to Jim. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I never thought we'd ever get a, an according to Jim <laughs> joke on this podcast. I, I enjoyed the show. show. Yeah, so. You liked that show? When I was a kid? Yeah, I liked a lot oh, of stuff. Okay. He was delivering a package from Farrington to Shaftesbury Avenue. A car cut across him. The two that rescued him are Mark and Selena. They tell Jim what happened. Mark says, we've got some bad news. It began with a riot. They tell him it was a virus, something in the blood. By the time they tried to evacuate the cities, it was too late. Jim asks, what about the government? Selena says, there's no government. Mark says, there's no police or army either. No TV, no radio, no electricity. So do. there are a few continuity continuity errors in this movie after she says this. Um, like one of the people uses an old timey crank radio thing. Like there is radio. Oh, just, yeah. just maybe not what yeah. she means in the broad sense. Sure. However, there are some errors. Going I don't forward. think they're really errors. I think they're just one of them's pretty big. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll get to it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jim's the first uninfected person they've seen in six days. When they said six days, I know it's only 28 days later, but I thought that was like 
a really short amount of time. Yeah. But I guess when you're living there, six days means a long time because you mm -hmm. have nothing. It's true. And you're they trying to survive. Other. They have each other. Yeah, for a little bit. Supple, <laughs> sweet bodies craving each other. What the fuck are you on? I don't know. I'm still thinking about you guys jerking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark and Selena's families are dead. They say Jim's are too. Jim wants to go and find them anyway. No one ever comes back, says Selena. They reveal two lessons to Jim. Lesson one, never go anywhere alone. Lesson two, only travel during daylight. <laughs> lesson, <laughs> lesson three, <laughs> always wipe towards your back, not towards your pee-pee. I saw Ryan shaking his head as he read ahead. Amir's just done. I was just laughing because there's two lessons and he read three lessons. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> they revealed two lessons and then I immediately see lesson three. Mark agrees to go and wipe his pee-pee. <laughs> Sorry, to find Jim's dead parents tomorrow. He actually specifically refers to them as his dead parents because right. I didn't believe they're going to be alive. We skip to the next day. They arrive at Jim's house. As Jim heads up the stairs, he covers his mouth as if there's a stinky smell. He gets to the bedroom. This is another small detail that they keep doing throughout the movie is when there's like something that's smelly in the air. Jim tends to yeah. always cover his mouth, which I like. Although he never did that when he went to the church. Oh, that's a good point. It must have fucking reeked in there. Yeah, there was like yeah. 90 people there. Yeah, good point. And they must have smelled like roses. Mm. He sees his dead parents like Mark predicted. His parents left him a note, which was signed off with, don't wake up. Jim cries. Selena says that he should be grateful they died peacefully. We um, should also say that how they died was they drank a bottle of wine and, and a some bunch pills. of pills. Yeah, yeah. She, they drank some pills. Drank some pills. Uh, the dead body of the mom was pretty creepy looking. True. Yeah. So, Amir, <clears throat> after you've finished off Andy, you wipe your hand off, you get up and you go find your parents. And you get into your house, go. Well, so Mark and Selena are downstairs, and I've just been holding this in. But so when I get upstairs into my privacy, <laughs> I don't know what's really fucking funny about that <laughs> on a real level is it's a pandemic, everybody's dead, but you still right <laughs> in front of new people. <laughs> You probably would, right? No. You would just let it out in front of these strangers? I don't give a shit. Would you let it out in front of us? Would I what? Let it out in front of us right now. Well, I don't have to right now, but, but I if have. you did have to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why wouldn't I? That's just, that's just how I roll. I, I don't like no, see, showing off my humanity. Oh, fuck. Okay. When I was younger, trying to impress the ladies, I would try not to like fart mm -hmm. around them. Mm -hmm. And it hurts because you're holding it <laughs> oh so my, much. Oh, my God. It, I, I can jump in on this because of my <laughs> it, my terrible IBS. Oh. But so many times where I've just been like on a new date or whatever, I'm at their house the first time. And then I was like, oh, God, I have to go to. The that was terrifying. <laughs> Do your alarm clock? Yep. 
four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that you're a four o'clock. Was it's four o two? Who sets an alarm for o yeah, two? I have very weird. erratic. Uh, alarms for my naps and bowels apparently continue uh but yeah no i was just always a, i would have a stomach ache i'm like oh god this is a new date like what is she gonna think type of thing or like <laughs> what <laughs> Keep going. i'm sorry i'm just i don't know and I, I this has happened several times though where i'd have to like just let it all out and in front of them yeah right on the kitchen floor <laughs> um <laughs> no i thought you meant farting no, well, that too, uh, but yeah, it's always embarrassing the 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 first time or if it accidentally comes out. Ugh. But yeah, the pain, <laughs> the pain is real. So I don't do that anymore. I just let it go. Whatever. Yeah, same. Like, now it's a bodily fluid. What are you? I... Your farts are fluid. Oh, <laughs> it's a bodily function. I know. Um, I know. Okay, Andy, you're Andy. I am Andy. And then I'm. A beautiful lady you're trying to court and we're at dinner and you got a fart okay scene well andy i'm having just such a great time with you yeah this is a pretty good date i don't know <laughs> oh my god andrew i can't believe you oh gosh uh, <coughs> andrew <laughs> can you can you give me a spring noise <laughs> Stop! I just imagine. Give me a, a noise for my penis going hard, and it's just that scream. <laughs> you just gotta let it roll. I feel like we're on a shitty radio show in the nineties. <laughs> Why is it still going? Okay. It's a boing <laughs> fart. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, you didn't ask me how I was going to do the thing. Yeah, because I'm I was, crying. I oh, crying. no. It's a good day. Okay. So, Andrew, you've just finished off a mirror. You wipe your okay. hand off. Give me the spring. No, no not yet. <sighs> just have it ready to go, okay? Okay. And uh, you're going to go find your parents. <laughs> so, I'm in there, and I'm like... Like this, the smell is bad and whatever, and then I see my dead parents, and then <laughs> <laughs> you get hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I see the dead parents, and I I find their pills, and then I take their pills, and then it's the, the movie's over. That's very Andy. But uh, I never... probably would because why would you want to live in this world? Um, you never let me finish my scenario, by the way. Okay, sorry. Go so, on. So, I don't really have a great relationship with my parents, so I'd see that they're dead. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> so <you're> like, <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you, mom and dad! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I'm gonna shit on your grave! <laughs> so, I don't care. Andy's gonna kill himself. Ryan, you walk into this house, your parents are dead upstairs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're seeing you're walking into the house. So you see you see uh, Amir being like "fuck you, dead parents," and then you see all me. All our parents are in the same. <laughs> 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 no, okay, 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 okay. Here, so I go into the house. I find my parents dead. They're beside each other. And my first thought is, my parents divorced when I was sixteen. <laughs> what are you two doing together? <laughs> 
So I'm distraught. Obviously, I love my parents very much. Um, so I leave there and uh, I find Andy's house and I go in. Um, I creep up the stairs. I hear crying and I peek into the, the bedroom and Amir's in there crying over Andy because he's feeling kind of dizzy and stuff. So Amir's like, I can't live without Andy. And he takes a bunch of pills and he passes out. <laughs> and that's when I strike. I enter the room. I rush in. I shove my fingers down. You guys throw, throw up the pills. But you're still obviously out a little bit. <laughs> and... um. I throw Amir up onto the bed because, like, I lift pipe. I can lift a human being. It's whatever. I'm pretty strong. Um, and I put your guys' hands on each other's penises. <laughs> and then I run into the closet and I wait. <laughs> Where are the dead bodies at this point? They're in the bed. <laughs> so we're just all stacked on top of each other. Well, I don't know how big your parents' bed is. It's, not, people it's could, not a king size. Even a queen size. I think you could all yeah. fit. You would just yeah. really be in there tight, right? Yeah. Um, and then Amir's hands also on Andrew's dad's <laughs> flaccid penis. And so, yeah, I'm in the closet and I'm like, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm looking through and all of a sudden I see everybody's hands start to move. And... Amir's laying there. He's he's got he's got the double uh, ski poles going, <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear Andy's dad groaning like, "Oh, I'm dead." <laughs> you leave, and you uh, leave Dale out of this. All of you complete. You leave Dale, out and that's of this. like that's the important part of this story. The that important part, it. yeah, that everybody got to finish. Yeah. You Especially me. You don't want to back it up. It's bad for your p- prostate. So we just cleared your dad's prostate. <laughs> All right. Andrew. There's a movie to talk about here. So. <sighs> Fuck you. Mark talks about trying to escape by plane when he when it all started. He said twenty thousand other people had the same idea. Mark survived the chaos, but witnessed his dad turn. He said something also about his sister. Yeah, his sister and his mom all like got lost in the mm. trampling. He said some a lot of fucked up shit. Like the again, there was like twenty thousand people rushing to the airport, and there was just like a carpet of human bodies that he was walking on top of. Have you guys ever walked on people? Yeah. Hmm. My dad would be like, "Ryan, I need you to walk on my back when I was young because bad back." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he agrees. I know Andrew enjoys a lot of cock and ball torture, so he gets women to step on him. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop with this one. <clears throat> really affecting my bank account. He agrees with Selena. You should be grateful. Mark and Selena are asleep as Jim explores his home. He's watching some home movies of his mom and dad. Suddenly, two freaks jump through the window and attack Jim. Selena and Mark save him. Jim reveals they are some sort of or some of his neighbors. Mark and Selena make sure Jim wasn't bitten, but we see that Mark was. I really like that like Selena like turns to him afterwards and like, what the hell? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. It just 
these are my neighbors. I can't believe this happened. It's like, you had fucking lights and yeah. sound playing, you piece of shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, good point. Also, this part kind of, it did freak me out when they just burst through the window. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. Also, when you see Mark being bet, he's like, are you bet? And you just, he's like, uh, um, uh, and then you look at his arm and it's just like oozing yeah. blood out. It also did not look like a bite. No, no it, looked it looked like, like glass. A, or like a knife or something. Yeah. yeah. Which... I kind of have something to say about that, but later mm. in the movie okay. that I found really interesting. Mm. Selena immediately hacks him to death with a machete. She tells Jim to get dressed so they could leave because more infected are coming. I've just found it so um, sad. Like she had no remorse. She didn't even give a fuck that she just, we don't know how long mm-hmm. they spent together at this point. Maybe it was a day, but she had no hesitation in just fucking chopping this guy to death, which I, I liked. Oh, Would you have <clears throat> hesitation? Yeah, I I shouldn't, but I mean, it seems like she's been hardened now. Uh, it depends, I guess, how long I've been out there for. If I was going to say the complete opposite. Yeah, we know you got you would just immediately kill both. I of shouldn't, us. but like, if you're bit, what what am I supposed to do? Suck out the poison? Yeah, I feel like the I, again. There's always people out there, in a, friends that I've known that that are like excited if there was a zombie apocalypse because they have some sort of bloodlust that they have yeah. to get out. And I'm like, why would you want to live in this world? So it'd be like, I'd be hacking up Andy and I'd be sobbing. And, be like, <laughs> and then I start hacking up a mirror and my dick starts to get hard. <laughs> um, I don't have bloodlust, but I've, I brought this up before when you've talked about like apocalypse stuff that I... I like those kinds of games because I like exploring. Yeah, but that's a game. <laughs> I know. I know. Amir, Amir's like, I don't like bloodlust, but I do have this insatiable craving for violence. <laughs> I don't know. It just, I get, maybe there's some weird sort of survival instinct in me that I want to, you know. You're like use. in real life, and you're just like, oh, the Konami code isn't working. Why am I not getting a million lives? And then you're murdered. <laughs> They're walking through the city, and Selena tells Jim if that happened to him, she'd do it again in a heartbeat. They see lights flashing from a high-rise apartment balcony in the distance. I was wondering if this was what you were referring to, because clearly, I don't know if we don't... For electricity? Yeah, we don't necessarily see a generator. generator. Yeah, we do. Oh, okay, okay. We don't see it, but he's like, oh, I gotta go turn the generator off of the lights. Okay. This is not the part that I was talking about. Okay. They make their way into the building lobby with shopping carts piled up. They climb up the carts... They're now climbing up a stairwell. Jim needs to take a break. They rest on the steps. I imagine. Was, sorry, go ahead. This is a weird scene again. She's like, do you need rest? And he's clearly like, <gasps> yeah. no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Walks a few steps. No, okay. I could use a rest. I was just going to say, I wonder if it was Frank who piled up the shopping carts because it almost serves like a, a barricade at the, I would assume, the lobby. I would assume it was some of the people that lived there at some point. Mm. It's just like, it doesn't stop them, but it slows them down. Totally. She reveals Jim is crashing because all he ate is sugar. She offers him some Pepsi or some other UK shit. Yeah, some drink I've never heard of before. Also gives him uh, Tylenol because he's has a terrible headache. Is this the point where she explains that she was like a chemist or something? No. No, not yet. No. Uh, suddenly we hear more freaks. They're chasing them up the steps. Jim begs her to wait for him as he or as she runs off ahead of him. They run into someone in riot gear who tells them to go down the corridor. He finishes off the rest of the zombies as they urge a young woman to let them into the apartment. She says, where's dad? The riot gear dude tells Hannah, his daughter, to let them in. It's motherfucking Frank. Also, 
I mean, I guess you could call her a young woman, but she's supposed to be like a young teenager. Yeah, right? she's a kid. Yeah. But you consider mm. her a young woman? <laughs> no. Should we be no. calling the no. proper authorities? Frank says it's uh, time to celebrate. They've all got, or they. <laughs> There's not even any fucking mistakes in this. <laughs> Frank says it's time to celebrate. All they've got to offer is creme de menthe. Is that how it's pronounced? What is it? It's yeah. It's it. It, it sounds disgusting. It sounds like it translates to mint cream. Fucking look, mint cream. It, but it's just like this bright green, radioactive-looking alcohol. That's a real thing, actually. Hmm. It's probably like a like a mentholy kind of. Well, actually, I define it here uh, as, as per a Google. sweet mint-flavored alcoholic beverage. It is available commercially in a colorless version. And a green version. Why would you get the colorless version? True. Although it kind of looks like... Uh, Absinthe. And mouthwash. Um, yeah. And mouthwash, too, yes. It'd be a good Halloween thing to have. Yeah. Both varieties have a similar flavor and are interchangeable in recipes, except where color is important. It's green. They cheers and gulp it down. Jim's fucking stoked. Amir says, this is when the edibles started kicking in on top of the alcohol he had been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Jim is shaving by candlelight. Frank is creepily staring at his ass from behind. Oh, now let's rewind there for a second when he's shaving and he's like, oh, and he literally just hacks his fucking face. Has he face ever up. shaved his face before? It look like, like, I didn't understand why he was cutting himself so much. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. I know they don't have any running water so he's dry shaving which would definitely fuck you up but like i've dry shaven before too though. he's like <laughs> instead of like you know shaving down he's trying to go sideways with the blades yeah. and just again, slicing himself open again i feel like he's maybe he has a little bit too much uh, brain damage oh i was just about to say yeah after his accident he lost the part of brain that shows him how to shave yeah. <laughs> uh frank reveals they have a poo poo and pee pee <laughs> bucket bucket and toss it over the balcony which which would be the best way to do it i guess so yeah no one would be caring that you're yeah for... what okay a fun fact about construction oh no oh no uh, Ryan. some people will use oh. the inoperable toilets really just blow why shits and piss what is it. wrong with men because you'll mean... be you'll be walking like i'll be walking down the floors and like checking sprinkler stuff and like every few floors you would get to one suite and it just hits you the smell fuck and do you mean inoperable in terms of like places that are being developed yeah like it's not a working <laughs> so toilet so what happens when they need to clean it fuck if i know they probably have to wait till it's finally oh usable and God. start flushing it's so disgusting it's mostly like uh people who get paid by what they're doing not paid by the hour so people who do like drywall and stuff they get paid by how much they put up and stuff i thought you were gonna say they piss off the side of the building like well or throw their shit off the side of the building no they do it into the toilet or they'll piss into buckets or into bottles and just put it in the framing and do okay. they need more outhouses there's like six or seven there but okay. again it's because they get paid by the foot of material not by the hour so they don't want to have to go all the way down uh, to do it and then come back up still have you pooped in an inoperable toilet no <laughs> thank you i thought the whole reveal was that it was me doing it the whole time <laughs> my respect for you has gone up slightly no that's that's too gross for me sounds like you work with savages 
I mean, technically, I don't work with them. I just work around them. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Very spruce, Selena says to Jim, seeing him freshly shaven. Cut up. <laughs> yeah. Jim says they're good people. Selena says Jim should worry about them slowing him down because she'd leave all of them behind if they did. I really respect Selena's choices here. Yeah. She I also do want to be with for survival. I also, maybe it's just because I've seen this actor in so many weird roles that I just don't, he looks like a guy that can be very loving on the surface, but super, Cillian? what's that? Cillian Murphy, you mean? No, the Frank guy. Oh, Frank. Yeah. He can seem very, uh, loving on the surface but like he feels like a guy that's always has like a deep dark secret i really underneath. thought something yeah fucky was gonna happen same yeah he seemed too trustworthy almost right you know? frank takes jim to the roof he has buckets all over the rooftop trying to collect water to drink but it hasn't rained in 10 days just a little fact about this they only had about a hundred buckets at the time and they're like this looks dumb we need more buckets so uh danny boyle gave them an hour to find more buckets and they found <laughs> a thousand more buckets oh. but that's why you see like laundry baskets and stuff because they're like yeah oh, sure we'll use this what a weird fact yeah we see frank operating a crank radio he picks up a broadcast that says there are other survivors and soldiers 27 miles north of manchester do they say miles Probably kilometers. I, I wouldn't have written miles if I didn't hear miles. So uh, that's a good point. Well, Why we, the fuck would they say miles? We have just learned that you're two drinks deep in an edible inn. Sure. But I mean, that would have meant that in my drunken high state, I would have converted kilometers <laughs> to miles. Yeah, but they could have been like 27 kilometers and you're like 27 miles. Could, possibly. But if they did say miles, that doesn't make any sense. No. <clears throat> it was a recording. Frank says it's their only hope. Selena isn't so sure. Hannah says they all need each other. Um, we should maybe mention that like Frank's like, look, you're right. We need you more than right. you need us. Like the rooms here or the walls are thin. We can hear you and all that. And then, yeah, Hannah busts out this huge speech where I'd be like, you're like 13, kid. Okay, <laughs> you don't know shit. She did have a good point. Though. She did for sure. I think Selena's kind of too hard-headed. She's kind of lost her compassion and empathy a bit. And uh, Jim is just kind of just going with the motions. But to, I guess, sort of the idea that Ryan's brought to the table for a while, like empathy and, you know, compassion can get you killed in a situation like this. I think there is a big discussion about empathy and, like, all that type of stuff. When we near the end of the movie, mm -hmm. we can talk about that. So let's say Amir and Andy... We're doing a two for this time. Okay. Or no, you know what? Okay. Are we still jerking can we, each yeah, other can off? Can we not be passed out? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amir, you wake up from Andy's house. You wipe both your hands off this time. Okay. And you head out and you find some lights in an apartment building and you go to check it out. What do you do? So, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I, I see these lights flashing. Clearly, it's a signal. Clearly, it's some sort of invitation to intelligent life. So I, I take the bait. I go up. <clears throat> uh, I see, I, I, you know, cross all the hurdles and I get to this apartment with Frank and Hannah. And uh, I am the kind of person that, that thrives around other people. So I, I join up with them and, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's stick together. I get that you're old and you're young, but we can do this. You know, we'll, we'll fight through this together and we join forces. Well, that was okay. Andy, you wake up, you wipe your hand off. 
and you head out and you see some lights in an apartment building you go to investigate what do you do uh i'd probably investigate it but be very cautious uh i'm actually just following a mirror so i just follow him and see what happens and then if he gets bit then that's that um but yeah i'm just following up and then uh, yeah it's a good idea yeah, just let him do it first. Let him then. do it first. That is very smart. But like he it's also doesn't smart. see me. Right. So I'm like in the background, just kind of peering. Creeping. I'm creeping. like bait. I'm like yeah, bait yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh so letting letting him do that and yeah, join up with them and then uh while everyone is asleep, I attack. I'm like, where the fuck were you? I just fought off like twenty zombies, you asshole. Like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I yeah. thought we had something it's special. Yeah. You, you wanna, just jerked me off. You wanna, and it came in your hand. You wanna touch my penis again? <laughs> Wait, did we? Yeah, okay. Ryan, you uh, discover this so, apartment in the distance. Yeah, lights yeah. Are flashing on the and you know. So the thing is, there's flashing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I didn't discover it because while Amir's heading to the building, Andy is sneakily following him. I'm <laughs> creeping further behind, following both of you. So we're not working all together. No, we're, we're like the Three Stooges. <laughs> So I see you guys go up there and like I've creep crept, sorry, up the stairs and I'm kind of like listening through the walls. I hear you all having a good time. Like, oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. And then everybody falls asleep. (laughs) Motherfucker. So pick the lock, the head on in there. And I see you guys sleeping on the floor. And, uh, you know, I go over, I kind of give you like a little nudge, make sure you guys aren't waking up or anything. And I... Zip your pants, pull them down, and Andrew's already hard. I don't know what he's dreaming about, but it must be steamy. Cause it's I was really hoping for the fart noise. Because <laughs> okay. it's just rock hard. <laughs> so I grab each other's hands, I put them on each other's penises, <laughs> and then I kind of like head out to the balcony. I set up like a kind of grapple thing that I've made with some rope. Turn into Batman? What? It's not hard to set up some rope and... He's in construction, man. Okay. Held down. Like, come on. Um, and yeah, I kind of wait out there until you guys and I see your hands start moving. There's some moaning. There's some groaning. There's some farting. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there with just a sweet little grin on my face and uh yeah you guys come does any any of you guys come you wake up and i've repelled down so you have no idea i was there either and you're like again frank and hannah why does this keep happening yeah i was just gonna say it would be really funny if while you're doing this hannah and frank are just sitting there like off in the in their rooms just like what is this guy doing (laughs) (laughs) they're just in the they're in the kitchen and i've like gone past them and i've been like shh what the fuck is this guy doing (laughs) so yeah i've left and you guys have came in each other's hands again we're pissed now while you were unconscious i've already been i've been quite pissed up to this point because for one there's this this man Going around in this post-apocalyptic world, trying to jerk, you don't, you jerk don't know me that. off. <laughs> oh, okay, well, you know because it's a mirror doing that to you. Oh, but you don't know it's me because I've only done it while you've also, been. Also, I was supposed to die near my parents, and somehow 
somehow I was resuscitated. <laughs> so I'm upset about that. But you don't know you're resuscitated. You just see vomit and you're like, oh, I must have just thrown the pills. Well, I, yeah, down. that's what I meant. It's like I, yeah. I survived what sh- should have killed me. This sounds and like not, should, uh... not just that, but you've woken up to a mere stroke. In it. <laughs> a spinoff that stars Ryan called 28 Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, movie time. Turns out motherfucking Frank had a car all this time. Looks like an English taxi cab. It looks like it is a taxi cab. It looks like one, too. (laughs) It has those weird, like, backwards opening doors. Right. Yeah. He makes a dumb fucking joke about how he doesn't take check or credit card. <laughs> Good right. joke. Classical music plays as they drive through the city. It's Ave Maria. We see dead bodies. They hit a tunnel that looks barricaded with cars. Crazy fucking Frank just drives over all of them. Everyone laughs. But now they have a flat fucking tire. Where's all the fucks coming from? <laughs> yeah, just turned into an angry alcoholic at this point. I don't know, but uh, this part is interesting. But they're like all having fun and everything. But like, man, this must have been so scary going yeah. through this well, tunnel. Especially because like the whole time before they finally get over it, Jim's like, "We're not going down. We there. shouldn't go. That's a that. dumb yeah. idea. Yeah. You know yeah. that's stupid." And they're like, "Oh, what other choice do we have?" And he drives through, and he's like, "Hold on," and then somehow <laughs> his very old taxi is able to go yeah. up this big mountain mm-hmm. of vehicles and down the other side. I, I never understood the physics of this. It doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, they change the flat tire with Jim keeping watch. Jim hears something. It's a large horde of rats running towards them uh, while Hannah is under the car. Um, I wanted to say, do we know if the rats are infected? Does no. It seem like they are because, because they don't bite anything. And they're running away from the infected. Right. Of all the animals in this movie that could have an infection they don't that's, that's a good point actually i've also found now that like after owning rats uh, because i uh, spoiler i own rats um i was kind of freaked out by them before and now that i have them and i see them in movies and i'm like why are you scared of this oh yeah no, i'm always thing. like that now too interesting yeah uh, i've never been one to like jump at seeing rats in movies or anything like that i think most people are just just programmed to hate mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. like they're just pests they just assume disease yeah disease and stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, hannah is under the car following the rats are a group of infected they have to change the tire with the infected running towards them they get it done just in time and drive away great scene super suspenseful and you know mm-hmm. yeah last second kind of thing was super cool and here comes in the athletic people being the zombies right excuse me or infected again jumping over things like fucking mm-hmm. climbing over the mm-hmm. big wall of shit selena tells them to stop the car by budgeons what's what's that's Budgeons? the name of this like market or grocery oh, store okay thing. oh yeah. i love this scene yeah uh looks like a market or convenience store they get inside and see that it's untouched they also see that the lights are on oh. even though there shouldn't be any electricity uh, so this is what you were talking yeah. about yeah gotcha maybe Although, they, maybe they have a generator the other thing is i mean they're no one's running <laughs> they've obviously gotten away from the area that they were initially in so i don't know if that plays a part i don't believe it would yeah, it might not. Although th- the other thing they see while they're driving, though, are windmills that are on. So, but uh, a windmill, I don't think is 
it's wind powered. It's not electrically powered. <laughs> but the windmills is creating electricity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess. But like, it's just weird that they're like, there's no electricity, and then we see electricity. And like yeah. one one store. Yeah, with it. nowhere yeah. else. Nowhere but else. This one store. Yeah. It's like, is this a plot device? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a, the fuck was that sound? That was not my throat. I think it was mine. That's twice it's done it now. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I keep hearing like. <laughs> The zombies. <laughs> Guys, I'm okay. Guys. Selena says not to take anything that needs to be cooked. Happy music plays as they shop. Very Dawn of the Dead. Jim finds some porn magazines and runs off into the corner to jerk off. He comes all over the magazine. Whoa, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he comes. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> well, that was me. I know, but and you never know. Luckily, no one sees him except Frank. Frank jerks to, jerks to Jim jerking. <laughs> it sounds like something Ryan wrote. I was going to say, and then Amir's upset that I'm making you guys <laughs> yeah. jerk off. In. I'm only upset in character, not in real life. <laughs> when they're done, they're done. Frank leaves his credit card at the checkout as they leave. He grabs like four bottles of like expensive whiskey oh, or right. something. I yeah. just wanted to say you wrote nothing of what actually happens in there. <laughs> they grab a bunch of food i know but they're actually like enjoying each other's company yeah. the, the the women are like hanging out with each they're other laughing. laughing selena seems to start being or has started to open up yeah. yeah a happy music is playing throughout this entire experience it's a nice little break from all the gloom and doom in the movie oh, i also want to say that frank like is talking to jim and they're like at the alcohol uh, section and jim grabs a bottle of something he's like oh we shouldn't shouldn't uh, grab uh, crap if we don't have the room for it mm. and he's like this is the alcohol you actually want to have. Mm. Like he was just making fun of his choice in alcohol and then grabs five or six and bottles then, of it. Uh, so they do that. They put it all in the vehicle and they drive away. And Sarah and I both were like, how the fuck did they fit yeah, four right. shopping carts worth of stuff <laughs> into that taxi? Yeah. Uh, question for you guys now. You are in the middle of this apocalypse, post-apocalyptic world. You stumble across this pristine grocery store market. The selection is endless. What do you take? Let's start with you, Andy. I'm going for that alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Amir, what do, you what do you take? Uh, cigarettes. I'll probably grab some alcohol as well. I want some chips. Uh, Why cigarettes? I don't know. You know, you're just, you're just like in the post-apocalyptic world. I am. Uh, I'm a badass. Well, no, I, like I to, mean, I like the smooth taste. So I did smoke cigarettes for a while in my life, like half a year. Maybe. You? Yeah. Out of all people. And every once in a while. What are you talking about? I just talked about how he loves cocaine. Cocaine and cigarettes are basically hand in hand. I have done cocaine, which we talked about in a previous episode. Well, you said you enjoyed cocaine. Yeah, yeah, I did. And have done it more than once. Uh, yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. Like doing it right now. Like 10 times, 10 to 20 times. Like 50 just 10 this to podcast. 50 times. Um, but yeah, I mean, in this world where everything's bleak, yeah. I, have, I have no reason to protect my health anymore, really. That's true. Uh, although I probably should be protecting it more than ever now. Anyway, cigarettes, alcohol. I want some crisps, which are chips in the UK. Uh, some chocolate. A question for you two before you get into your scenarios. The world is ending, obviously, currently in this world that isn't quite that bleak. We're vegan. When this world turns to shit and you're in a scenario like this, do you stick to your veganism when it comes to this situation? Personally, if it was a situation like this, uh, if it's not spoiling, I'm just going to get whatever canned stuff I can get. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not going to matter. No, it's at not going to matter right? at that point. All I'm the... not going around killing other animals. Sure. No. Sure. Like, all you can just get all these cans of beans and yeah. stews and stuff like that. Um, all the, like, 
meat that they would have like in that grocery store are all rotten. Yeah, good point. Um, and actually, that's a good detail that I didn't mention. Uh, Frank encounters some fruits in one area, and he notices that all the fruits are rotten except for the apples. Yeah, he's like uh, they're ir- 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 irradiated. Yeah, he's like, oh, I love radiation or something like that. Was he trying to make a point about how the apples were fake? He, he, I think he's talking about all the pesticides. The pesticides, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so anyway. Because they had lasted, I'm going to say, at least 28 days or whatever they were stocked last. Or... Yeah. Crisps, chocolate, alcohol, cigarettes, some cigars if they have them. Uh, I'm not going to get any fruit. Some chocolate, um, maybe some clam chowder in a can, uh, and some ramen. Clam chowder? Yeah. And some what? Ramen. I thought you said ranch. <laughs> just some ranch dressing. Ranch you say, okay, say it one more time. Ramen. Ramen. Why do you say it like that? How do you say it? Ramen. 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 I don't know. Aunt. Aunt. Pasta. Okay, but it's actually ramen, not ramen. Hi. Elevator. Okay. Uh, I had a. I had an. Andy a gets girl, alcohol. I had a alcohol. girlfriend that would say elevator. Uh, there's actually probably a lot of pills and shit too. So maybe I'll grab some of that. But yeah, Ryan. So oh, you know, wait, one more thing. <sighs> Just want to cut them off as much as possible. <laughs> no, uh, maybe some. I'm a simple man. I like my mac and cheese, hmm. but you had to boil water for that. They also probably wouldn't have vegan mac and cheese, so you'd be eating like. Oh, that's KD fine. Stuff. Actually, I'm not sure. So the UK has been at the forefront of the vegan scene for yeah. years. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, never maybe. mind. You could do boiled water pretty easily, though. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you can make a fire. Ooh. Which they can later on. So. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Okay, there you go. So I get good host iced tea. Oh, we haven't mentioned them in a while. Yeah. I actually mentioned them in, in my facts here. <laughs> so I get good host iced tea, and then I mosey on over to the drug area and grab some like really powerful sleeping pills. Mm. No reason. Yeah. I just grab them. You know, maybe I need to sleep. Maybe I need to knock some people out. Oh, no. It's for later. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to tie into the later stories. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do they sell handguns? uh, Not in the U.S. No. No, Maybe just some batons? No. I was going to get a baton so I could beat off. (laughs) I mean, you're going to beat somebody (laughs) off. It's just not going to be me. (laughs) So yes, heavy grade sleeping pills. Um, good host iced tea, maybe a little Nyquil for me. Mm. Um, food and stuff like obvious stuff that you would need to get right. I would be kind of upset though about drinking nothing but like Pepsi. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Not yeah. that I don't like Pepsi. Like you still need but sugar again, and stuff. But as like... a thirty-year-old, I'll have one pop a day and be like, if I have another one, I'm just going to be feeling like shit all day. I need. And you water. know they've got like bottled water all over this place, probably. Yeah, but I think isn't bottled water like after a certain date not good because the chemicals in the plastic, oh, the plastic starts to seep into yeah. it? Probably, but I don't think. It's I guess been you're that not wrong re- yet. You're also probably not going to give a shit. You're going to be no, true. You're just like trying to drink the water, and you're like, ooh, the microplastics. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's your biggest concern in this post-apocalyptic world is microplastics? I'm not buying this plastic (laughs) bottle. It's going to pollute the world. I see the Diet Coke, and I'm like, I'm not getting that. That causes cancer. (laughs) (laughs) And then a zombie comes and bites your face off. Because you're too busy reading the ingredients. This isn't fucking vegan. (laughs) 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 Anyway. 
They drive to a rural area. Frank siphons gas from a large truck into a jerry can. Jim walks into what looks like a fast food joint. He wants some cheeseburgers. <laughs> That's how it was written, okay? No, it's written cheeseburgers. Oh. Well. So he's inside the building. Alone. He covers his mouth to ward off the stench of dead bodies inside. He steps over dead bodies as he explores. He says, hello. Someone charges behind him. It's a kid, an infected kid. He swings at him with a baseball bat, knocking the kid to the ground. He swings at his face as the camera cuts away. They continue on their way. They stop at uh, some sort of park. They see some horses. There's four horses and four people. Wow. Symbolism. Metaphor. <laughs> we we really glossed over the fact that yeah. the only infected he's killed so far is a, a child. child. We did yeah. get to that. We they do expand on that later on, but yeah, it's pretty. Did you write troubling. this on purpose here, Sim and Jelena? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the mistake and I left it. In. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They walk together. She kisses him on the cheek. Jim gets a boner. <laughs> it's nighttime now. <laughs> they gathered around a fire. Jim's still butterfied. <laughs> oh my god. Blame the drugs, man. I just I just find it really funny. It just turns into like a 12 year old road. So Selena's like completely out. Everybody else is kind of awake. They wake her up and she like whips around at Jim with a machete. Yeah. Oh, and this is the point that you were talking about. Where she reading. says that she was like a biologist or a chemist or something. Chemist, but yeah. she like seems to know quite a bit about like first aid and stuff. Right. Uh, she reveals she has Valium. Jim takes some. Hannah says, please give me pills, daddy. Frank <laughs> says, no. Hannah says, I can't sleep. <laughs> Can't. Can't sleep. I can't sleep, Daddy. Daddy. I can't sleep. <laughs> I can't sleep, Daddy. <laughs> Jim convinces Frank to give her half of one. Jim wakes up. Jim is like really into the pills when he finds them. Yeah, he's like, holy shit. Just let her have some drugs, man. Yeah, she's like, oh, fuck, I'd. I would love some alcohol. I would love some drugs. And he's also really pressing for Hannah to take some, too, which concerns me. I mean, it's the end of the fucking world. You know, let your kid have some value. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's the fucking world. Let, let... I don't know. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> um, I want to say something about Jim's haircut. We never mm. said it before, but before he he cleaned up, he had like this like really trashy euro cut mm, almost mm. but like half of his head was shaved because of his injury scar, yeah i thought it looked cool i thought it just looked but then like... he cuts his hair and it just looks normal again it does look normal but i just thought it looked so like of that time with the euro mullet very greasy ryan thought it was cool yep jim wakes up uh, the next day alone he's running through a field he's yelling out for frank hannah frank we see sheep in the distance. Jim is yelling. It was a nightmare. Frank confronts him by rubbing his taint. No, comforts. he comforts him. <laughs> Can you imagine being Confront confronted by someone rubbing your taint? Like, hey, hey, Jim, wake up. <laughs> we got to talk. Why are you trying to get my daughter to that value? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It was not even a real thing that you just in, made it even stupider. In, fa- <laughs> in fairness, I messed up on something that was already stupid. Yeah. <sighs> Jim whispers, thanks, Dad. This is real, though. This is real. He does say thanks, Dad, and it was very touching, and I'm glad he completely ruined that style of movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Daddy. Right. I, w- I want to say something about the sh- the weird shot of Jim looking at these sheep in the distance. The way they were moving was super weird. I don't know if you guys caught that, but it looked really unreal. Like it looked like they were phasing out or something. I, I don't know. It just it boggled my mind a little bit. Talking about like the dream sequence. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you all right? Andy's face is just sopping <laughs> wet. <laughs> Looks like he just came back from like a really emotional episode of <laughs> Maury Povich or something. Yeah, kind of like how it was emotional when Frank comforts Jim and wakes him up and Jim's like, thanks dad and goes back to sleep and it's super touching. Like he touched his taint. Uh, In fairness, I did not even like, I was watching this movie obviously, but I did not pay attention to that scene. Hmm. Um, They venture out the next day. They survive the night. I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. That was stupid. (laughs) Shouting out our podcast. Come on. Yeah, don't worry, guys. I got another one on the side. It's called... They seem to be getting along well. Joking around, having fun. They arrive in Manchester. The end. We see flames in the distance. The city is on fire. It's a cool shot. We see the horizon of the city and just flames and smoke coming up from it. They drive into it anyway, entering a blockade. It is smoky. This is the place the radio broadcast was talking about. There's no one here. Frank isn't losing hope, even though Selena says that they should get out of here. Frank gets impatient. He takes a seat as a crow caws above his head. Frank says... Before this part, when uh, like he's getting more like increasingly agitated, and she's like, Frank, we need to leave. And he's like, leave? And then he like screams, fucking where? Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. right. Uh, Frank says, get out of here. He kicks the gate below the crow as a single drop of blood from the dead body above drips down into his eye. That's all it takes, apparently. See, I guess I wasn't paying attention enough because I thought it was coming from the crow. Which also would have been cool. But no, it was a dead body. Yeah, it was just hanging on top of this. Yeah. I don't know how it got there, but... He was uh, doing graffiti. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like he was strung up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, maybe it was one of the soldiers. Oh, yeah. And we will find out, yeah, how terrible they are. Frank tells Hannah he loves her. She moves towards him and he says, keep away from me. Selena urges Jim to kill Frank. Jim reluctantly goes to swing at Frank with his bat as someone shoots him from behind instead. And like he gets shot a few times. He drops. He's dead in front of his daughter and they just keep putting bullets into his body. And then Hannah's like, dad, daddy, are you okay? (laughs) Is that your English accent? Daddy, Daddy, are you okay? Hello, Daddy. I'm sorry, everyone in the UK. All our UK fans, we apologize. Yeah, our massive budding. Imagine fans. we ended up getting a following there. Honestly, that happens to a lot of. I'm not calling us comedians, but it turns out a lot of comedians get more success in the UK than the US for some reason. I'd call me a comedian. I'm sufficiently depressed to be a comedian. Okay. Yeah, I'd say you you're up there. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Right behind uh, the guy with the puppets. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, the three of them get chauffeured away by a soldier in a military vehicle to a base. They are greeted by the commander, Major West. They have hot water and clean sheets. Jim and Selena are together. Selena starts to break down. She's sad for Hannah. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. She's sad for Hannah. Um, I want to say, like, we're already noticing weird stuff about these soldiers. Like, some of them are driving the taxi back, and they're all like, woo! Right. Yeah. We got it and stuff. And then, yeah, we see a fucking sweet scene of Jim taking a shower. I was going to say, he must have had this in his contract, where it's just like, okay, we want you in this movie. Full frontal. In the back, too. And they need to be in this whole movie. Go. <laughs> Look, we need you to be full frontal in the back too. <laughs> like we got to see we got to see the goods from the back. We need everything. But yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting that this brand new like up and coming actor is just like all right, so do all the nudity. I mean, but I guess they do that with women all the time. Yeah, so it's a way to I don't know, push it's, yourself. It's not industry. him, I don't think. I can't remember exactly who, but I think there's an infected woman we see later that has no top on. Yeah. And I believe she only agreed to do it if it was like in a closed set where people couldn't see. Oh, mm. huh. Which I find kind of odd because it's like, and now it's going to be on film for yeah, millions, millions of, of people. people. Also, the thing is, why would, the, why do you need to be topless yeah, for it to be true. in a zombie movie? Anyway. And then, uh, yeah, so this scene's super, super sad. Another really emotional one. And Andy is going to ruin it through Amir's words. Jim comforts her as they start to make out. Selena runs away. Jim's hard. <laughs> Jesus Jim's talking to the commander who assures Jim they're safe there. He reveals there's landmines and tripwires everywhere. The plan is to rebuild. Major West takes him on a tour. He, introdu in he introduces him to Mailer, a soldier that got infected two days ago. Very Day of the Dead. What was the Day of the Dead one called? Bub? Bub, yeah. yeah. Me of Bub. I also just wanted to say that the whole... Like, is there a zombie movie... Like post-apocalyptic, where the army are not a bunch of fuckheads. Like That's I can't name one. They're all like super, uh, like I don't know. They're so douchey. Well, I mean, just imagine. So we hear a lot of stories in the real world of soldiers doing fucked up shit to like enemies, quote unquote. Right. right. Imagine if it was like police that were left behind you know it would be the same shit this, oh it would be the same really it's like any man any man in a power situation <laughs> yeah. and if like the the uh, chains of civilization are broken like they can just do whatever they want yeah yes i want to say i don't do we see any other uh black soldiers other than the one that's infected i don't think we see any other black yes. people do we, we do there is one other soldier oh that's right that's yeah. right there's one other soldier but i think those are probably the only two black people in the movie which this, is this scene actually freaked me out a little bit with the uh the bloody like sheets hanging down and they're mm -hmm. like looking into that little garden area mm -hmm. and he just runs up to yeah. him yeah uh they're keeping him alive to learn about the infection it's they're mostly just trying to learn if they starve to death I also pretty sure they're using him for like target practice and stuff too. Probably. Uh, it's dinner time in the dining hall. The main course, an omelet. <laughs> West sp 
spits the egg out. The eggs are off. West rudely asks Hannah if she can cook. Hannah can't eat. She wants to bury her dad. We hear an explosion in the distance. The soldiers charge towards it. And yeah, as to where, uh, what Andy was kind of referring to earlier, we get more of this vibe of like women only serve you know certain purposes, mm-hmm. like cooking. You're either the the chef, you or you either are maid, or you're either the person we have sex with, which they reveal later on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> to go back, so. Amir, you woke up, wiped your hand off. Um, Do we have time for this? <laughs> like this is just fu- a longer episode. So okay. What? What, you, what, you got a problem with a longer episode, Andrew? No. Your girlfriend's not here. Yeah. You got you got places to be? We no. can actually just drink each other off right now for real if you want, because no one else is here. You guys want to? Nobody would know either. It's true. Can you add a unzipping pant noise there? Um, I thought you were going to do the screaming sound. <laughs> That's what um, it sounds like when my zipper's undone. <laughs> so, need some uh, oil on that. You get to this head. mansion yep. with the soldiers. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, I. I will say, you guys are together at this point. We are oh, together. Okay. However, this is your own specific what you're doing in this area. So but Andy... you've gotten there together. So we are with together. Because oh, we you were with, <laughs> yeah. Because you were with Frank and Hannah at the time, and okay. now you guys are there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So but, I'm I'm standing next to Andy. Uh, soldiers taking us on a tour. I feel really gross because I just recently wiped Andy's cum off of my head. <laughs> and I'm like, can you make sure that Andy and I aren't in the same quarters? Because anytime we're sleeping together, I wake up with this cum on my head. <laughs> I have these odd visions of a bald man putting our hands on each yeah, other's penises. Have you guys Excuse- seen a bald guy around here? <laughs> you guys, you would hear like muffled in like this attic or something, be like, "He's not bald." <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be my main request. His hair is just thinning. <laughs> as long as I can get a room alone, I'm happy at this base. I don't really give a fuck about Selena or Hannah. You can do whatever you want with them. Just feed me Just as long and as keep you... Andy away from me. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, put me in a room. Give me a one guard, but make sure he's he's armed well. Look out for this uh, thinning-haired man with a beard that I keep seeing in my nightmares. Shoot on sight. Shoot on he's sight. He's definitely I'll infected. Do, I'll do whatever... I'll do whatever it takes. Even if he talks normally, he's just advanced infected. Kill him. Like, I'll do whatever it takes for you to protect me. I'll wear the the dress you give me. Just put that red dress on. I'll wear the red, red dress. I'll do a dance. And, yeah. Ryan, so so I'm just li- literally just waiting for the soldier <laughs> to shoot you. And clearly Ryan's upstairs somewhere so listening. I've obviously followed you guys. Um... I've infiltrated my way into the building. You notice the men cooking while you're on your tour. What you don't notice is when they turn away, I've crushed up the sleeping pills <laughs> into the food and into the drink. Oh, no. My my guard. So Does my mic sound weird to you guys? No. No. Okay. So when you get to the dinner, everybody's had like a bite or like a sip or whatever. 
and uh, everybody passes out. All the soldiers, you guys. <gasps> Fuck. The only person who hasn't passed out really is Hannah. And she's like, because she's not eating. No, and she's like, oh, this is weird. So like, I sneak up behind with some chloroform, just <laughs> night night. <laughs> I drag the women away because they're not a part of this, and I don't expect them to be. All right. I put them to sleep, put their blanket up nice and tight to their shoulders, whatever, kiss them <laughs> on the forehead. And then I head back down to the dining room. God. Now, this is my, what would you call it? Like my magnus opum? <laughs> magnum is, opus. There you go. What did you say? I magnus opum. <laughs> this is my manifesto, if you will. This is your uh, uh, statue of David. I'm going to have nightmares. So oh, I already do. <laughs> uh, I methodically go around the tables, taking all the soldiers' pants off. Your guys' pants, too, obviously. Obviously. And, um... Oh, God. I've pushed some of the chairs out of the way and pulled the table out so it's no longer there. And now I've got the chairs in a nice circle. <laughs> 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 I've got each soldier's got a hand on another soldier's <laughs> dick. And um, I have you guys in the middle. And your hands are just on each other's. So everybody else's <laughs> hands are on, like all the soldiers are on each other's dicks <laughs> facing towards you guys. I also want to say that Ryan is uh, motioning all of this yeah, with yeah. his hands. Yeah, <laughs> off people above. Oh, no, okay. I'm, I'm changing it. I pull the chair out. Um... I have you guys kind of on the ground, sitting cross-legged, hands on each other's dicks, and then I've got all the soldiers positioned in front of you, kind of like in a semicircle, all looking at you, all got their dicks pointed at you. All of them have each other's hands on their dicks. And then I sneak into the armoire that's in there, crack it open a little bit, and I wait. And I start hearing some sounds. I see everybody's hands are starting to go because they're like, oh, I'm asleep. Oh, oh, I'm snoozing. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just tons of it. And the soldiers wake up and they're obviously pent up. So they're just like, ah, oh, oh, gross. But like, don't fucking stop. Don't stop. <laughs> They're all in front of you guys, and they see you guys. You're jerking each other off, and then you wake up. Andy starts screaming because he just doesn't understand what's, why this keeps happening. I mean, it's just, just silent, knowing what's about to happen. And they finished, and you guys get bukkake by the soldiers. You guys finish, and I've, I've left the premise. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm kind of like the ham burglar, but I'm the <laughs> semen burglar. <laughs> Thanks. I hope we get one more scenario. So yeah. So you've left the premise. You're gone. I've I've, I've disappeared. You've like yeah. throw down a yeah. smoke pellet. No, no. I just I leave. <laughs> you just walk through the front. You door. guys are. <laughs> no, no. So I. I get out of the armoire. Andy sees me, but nobody else does. Like Amir's just gone. And I'm always his like, eyes are glazed over. I'm always like, didn't you see that bald yeah, man no, just leave? And like, Andy's like, like, look behind you, it's right there. <laughs> there it's him. And they're all like, oh fuck. 
<laughs> and I just walk out the door. Is Amir okay? <laughs> Never to be seen again. <sighs> dot, dot, dot. All right. Question mark. Let's go back to this movie. Let's fucking just finish this. Let's fucking just finish. Okay, go. It's like apocalypse now. All of a sudden, they're shooting at the infected, charging towards the base. All clear. The soldiers approach Selena in a misogynistic way. Jim tries to fight one of them off. He pins Jim down. Another soldier fucks him up, saving Jim. West apologizes and offers Jim a drink as Selena runs off. West, West asks Jim who he killed as he wouldn't be alive if he didn't kill someone. Jim mentions the kid at the cheeseburger spot. So this is another pretty tough scene because the soldiers come back and there's this main soldier, this main private who's real looking to get his dick wet in the worst way possible. And he's like, yeah, you see that? Like, I bet that turns you on kind of shit. She pulls out her machete. He, like, knocks it away. Jim f tries to fight him, gets his ass kicked. And then there's one soldier, uh, the sergeant, I believe, who, like, is like, you can't do this. You got to stop doing this. This yeah. isn't right. This isn't humane. And then West comes in, and he's like, you guys got to get the fuck out of here. Like, go check the perimeter. You go check that. And then he, like, hands her her machete back. As if in a way of like showing that, oh, yeah, no, this isn't something that usually happens. Yeah, this is not how we do things. And then, yeah, he has a nice chit-chat with Jim. Yeah, we talk about that here. Wes reveals that the point of the broadcast was to provide his soldiers with women. Jim gets knocked out, trying to flee with Selena and Hannah. He wakes up to some sort of standoff between two groups of soldiers. Wes says he wants Jim uh, with them but he can't let the women go. I also did find just that revelation about the women to be very... I mean, fucked it, up. It, yeah, it was fucked up. And not surprising in the grand scheme of things, just surprising in the context of the movie. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it. Because he's like, yeah, we did the broadcast, but I I promised my men women. Yeah. Which is like... <laughs> so fucked up. He also says something in terms of trying to make it sound appealing to the women in some way. Like, mm -hmm. does he talk about child rearing or something possibly? Or I forget what he says, but he, he, he offers some sort of benefit for the women in this situation, which doesn't make any sense. Jim's being kept in some sort of makeshift cell with some random dude ranting and raving. Except it's not a random dude. It's the dude who stood up for him. Yeah, as I say, it's Pharrell. Uh, Pharrell. Pharrell. Pharrell Williams. Oh, well, I was thinking like Will Pharrell? No, one of the other soldiers. Uh, the guy who saved them earlier, as Ryan said, yeah. Jim and Pharrell are being walked through a forest by two douchebag soldiers. Except it's the douchebag soldier that got into a fight. And then the other ones, like this timid soldier who was the cook. Oh, right. Isn't one of them uh, Ned Schneebly from uh, School of Rock? No way. No? It looks like him. Okay, well, it's not him. Oh, all right. Jim collapses. One of them says he's going to make Selena squeal. They arrive at the spot with several dead bodies scattered around. Just like a massive pit of bodies. One of them accidentally fires a gun, allowing Jim to run away. We move back to the well, base. Okay. That's not what happens. They're both there, and 
the douchey guy kind of like puts his gun away. He's like, I'm going to fucking enjoy this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the other guy's like, why don't we just shoot him? He's like, no, I want to do it this way. And then he starts going towards him. And then the, the timid guy shoots the sergeant and kills him. He's like, why'd you fucking do that right by my ears and stuff? He's like, because we should just shoot them. And oh, then yeah. Jim, quote unquote, runs away. Yeah, but he's actually hiding in the uh, the bodies, which is a really great way to evade capture or death. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move back to the base where West is telling Hannah and Selena the plan. They're sexually assaulting them, trying to get them into some fancier clothes. She forces her way onto a soldier, uh, kissing him. Super uncomfortable at this part. Mm-hmm. Convincing the soldiers to leave them, uh, leave the room so they can change. Selena tries to give Hannah Valium to make her not care. That was also such a dark yeah. revelation. I thought it she was, had a plan. Yeah, it was super dark because she's like, what? No, I don't want to. Are you killing me? And she's like, no, I'm just going to make it so you don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and she does. We find out later that she does get her to ingest some of it. A soldier barges back in, but stops when he hears the air raid siren. It's Jim sounding it back near the blockade. Jim waits for the armed soldiers. He dashes around the blockade like he's Batman. Um, before this, when he's running back over there, there's the scene where he's like, I think he's running. I, he doesn't have a shirt on anymore for some reason. Mm-hmm. But his hands, I think, are still tied up and he just fucking eats shit face first <laughs> into the ground. I didn't see that. I also just like I thought Jim might have been infected at this point <clears throat> just based on the way he was moving like he was super athletic all of a sudden it was so yeah weird. he was like I don't know kind of like a statue in the rest of the movie but well, now he's like free gotta think that like the adrenaline pumping through him right. plus now he has kind of a reason to try and go yeah, do something right he wants to save the girls uh, he dashes around the blockade like he's Batman he takes out one of the soldiers it's just Mayor West now. <laughs> Mayor West. Major West. It's no you fam- said that. It's now family guy. <laughs> he finds his partner dead in a Jeep and is swarmed by zombies. He shoots his way to safety. Jim is back at the compound. He shoots the chain, keeping Mailer restrained. The soldiers were waiting for the Major to come back. Hannah says, you're all going to die next. Suddenly, Mayor Mailer breaks through a window, grabbing one of the soldiers. I did like this scene a lot. Mm -hmm. So this is around the point where I noticed that not a single one of these infected has bit anybody. Right. One of them, they throw up on one of them, right? Yeah. At no point, like he just throws up on him at no point. Like we know Mark, he's like, oh, have you been bitten? He shows something, but that is not a bite wound at all. Mm Mm-hmm. It's mostly like them like scratching. Yeah, and, and I like, was like, I was telling Sarah, I was like, oh my God, like nobody, they're not actually like feasting after them. They're just trying to no. kill them and all this stuff. But then later on, we see them implied that they start to bite them and stuff. But I don't think they actually bite. I think they're just trying to infect them. Oops. That would make sense. Uh, Mailer ravages the compound. Jim kills a soldier attempting to escape. Mailer. Yeah, he uses the the blade on the oh, edge the, of the bayonet. To yeah, the, the bayonet. Yeah, that was an intense scene because it, it spooked me a bit because he was like mm-hmm. running scared and then Jim was just like, ha ha! <laughs> I got you! <laughs> uh, Hannah is in the washroom as in as the infected soldiers run in. She hides and it runs off. Except she's like holding on to a fucking mirror. Okay, yeah. holding this herself is the scene? Up. Yeah. yeah, this is a really intense scene, but the, the infected... Looks over, sees the mirror as like a full, uh, like 
a full what do you call it? Just like a full body mirror. Kind yeah, of it's, a, it's like standing right in front of the mirror as Hannah's right and looking it. at it, and yeah. yeah, she's hiding behind it. It's inching closer and closer. She thinks it might be onto her. Mm-hmm. Like other zombie movies, this one doesn't use the whole like oh they can smell right. They can smell the 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 fresh meat type of thing. Yeah, because it's, again. It doesn't look like they're biting them to eat them no. at all. Yeah. It just seems like they're trying to infect them. Uh, so, Jim barricades himself into a room with another soldier. He escapes through the window while the soldier gets mauled by Mailer and another infected. Yeah, he like turns to the soldier who's laying on the ground with his gun. He's like, I don't have any ammo. I got nothing left. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that soldier. And yeah. then the, yeah, the zombies are infected or trying to break through. And then he like runs to the window and the guy's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know why he was also on the ground. Why didn't he need to get up? <laughs> I mean, he was just panicking, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Jim sees a soldier fucking around with Selena. He saves her, smashing his head against a wall, then pierces his eye sockets with his thumbs in brutal fashion. So this is the scene where he's showing, like, he's also in the shadows saving her. And he looks like he's super aggressive, and it could be easy to think that maybe he has turned yeah, at this point. Yeah, because he's also covered in blood yeah. and has no shirt on. But, like, he's using, like, he's basically them at this point. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bean let one go. Oh. And it is oh. ripe. Oh, my God. Uh, Selena grabs a blade thinking Jim has turned. She stops before striking him. They have a bloody kiss. Jim says it's not all fucked. He's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Suddenly, Hannah smashes his head from behind with a glass. She thought he was biting Selena. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Jim says I wasn't biting her. I was about to give her my love muffin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm as hard as four-week-old bread, you wanker. (laughs) (laughs) They find a car. West is in the back seat. He shoots Jim. And this part isn't super clear because it doesn't... You don't necessarily see how bad the damage is when he shoots him or what he shoots him with, unless you guys caught that. Shoots him with a gun right in the stomach. Yeah, right in the stomach. Which... I always, to my very, very limited knowledge, is basically just a death kill. Yeah. You can't do anything about it, and you slowly bleed out super painfully. For some reason, I guess, I've only seen this movie once or twice, but I always assume that Jim dies at the end. Well, we'll get into that soon. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he's shot Jim. Hannah gets into the driver's seat and leads West right to Mailer. Mailer fucks West up. Doesn't he, like, drag him through the back yeah, of the car? Yeah, this was cool. She, like... She drives backwards and Wes is like, Hannah, what the fuck are you doing? And she literally just like stops right in front of the entrance. And then Mailer, the infected, runs out and shatters the glass in the back and yeah. drags him out. Probably one of the cooler like final deaths of the like, main bad movie. guy. Yeah, yeah, of the main bad guy. Yeah. Uh, they smash through. I don't know where I, I just lost yeah, everything. No, you're good. They smash through a gate and we get a tableau. Tableau tableau of them hurled for or being hurled forward fade to black we see text pop up again 28 days later we get a flashback of selena seemingly saving jim's life jim walks to a room that selena is sewing or selena is sewing something in hannah barges into the room and says it's coming yeah he like wakes up again in a bed i'm assuming naked because you don't yeah really tell i was gonna, say, anything on. I was gonna yeah. say man this guy just so, Amir 
Can we just finish the movie? No, no, we're doing this first. Oh my god. Amir, you wake up in the bed, bandage around your stomach. What do you do? <laughs> I'm on guard this time. Okay. The last four or five times I've woken up, some shit has gone down beforehand. And now I'm just like, I'm looking all around. I'm looking through cupboards. I'm looking through doors. I'm looking for this bald fuck. Um, and I noticed, again, not bald. I like to shave my head, okay? It's a preference. Uh, I notice Andy's also uh, asleep nearby, so I shake him awake. You, Andy, is happening again. <laughs> Andy's like, no, not again. <laughs> like, Stop gotta, touching my penis. <laughs> we got to find this guy. I know he's lurking. I know he's fucking here. We're going to get him. I don't give a fuck about survival of humanity or the planet. We're going to kill this son of a bitch. <laughs> so Andy and I are exploring this place. Selena's off sewing some shit. We don't give a fuck. We're walking around. I grab a, my baseball bat, which has been... Conveni- conveniently placed in the corner of the room and we're sneaking around, sneaking around. Do you hear anything? Uh, I look around. I see Selena. I see uh, Hannah and I try to remove their face because I think their faces are masks. It like could be Austin Powers? Like Austin Powers. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's not a woman. That's, that's a, a man, man. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> okay, you guys are safe. Sorry, sorry. And sorry, we, sorry. It's we, okay. We it's move okay. on. We keep moving through the... And then, uh, yeah, we're just looking and then we see the plane. And then in that plane is Ryan flying the plane. He's waving, being like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Yeah, and we're like, okay, at least he's in the air. Yeah, at least he's in the air. He can't, he can't hurt us while he's up there. For sure. Okay. You got something? You're in a plane, though. So <laughs> you're in a plane. <laughs> it's afternoon time, and you guys hear a vehicle drive up. And you obviously come out weapons ready, even though I was in a vehicle. I don't know any infected that's driving. <laughs> and uh, I get out, except I've got a beautiful wig on and i've shaved my beard is that I don't jennifer aniston anything like myself i do look like a beautiful woman and i walk up and i'm like wait please stop i need help i there's nobody around and i saw you guys can i please stay here with you and obviously the women are like oh my god of course and you guys are like yeah yeah you fucking got an absolute donkey on you bro <laughs> come on in so I come in and we're all hanging out, having a great time, you know, really dropping everybody's guard. And then, um, you know, Hannah goes to sleep and Selena's like, oh, maybe we'll break out some wine. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. I put some crushed up sleeping oh pills into the wine. Christ. And everybody is all of a sudden asleep. And I pull my wig off to reveal, except you two are still kind of awake, but you're super, super groggy. And you're like, oh, what's happening with the wine? I'm like, oh, I don't know, boys. And I pull my (laughs) hair off to reveal my bald head. And then I pull my fake face skin off to show (laughs) my beard. (laughs) You had a bald cap for your beard. (laughs) And you're both like. No, no, and then you pass out. Who who applied all of this to your face? Me. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Yeah, actually, we were waiting 28 days for this. <laughs> so I put you both together in a bed. 
pants down. And I lay in between both of you. And now your hands are on my back. Oh my god. What a twist. Except only one of our hands can fit on it. <laughs> That's fair. Are right. you just doing like little pinch? <laughs> I've got one of you holding the shaft, the other one's cradling the balls. And in your sleep, because you've done it so many times, I've conditioned you to just start going for it. And I have the most mind-blowing O of my life. You both wake up startled and afraid, and I'm just there, arms around my did boys. You, did you die from it? No, I, oh. I'm there, my arms around my boys, grinning, being like, um, it's good to have friends. <laughs> And then it fades to credits. No, it doesn't. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I grab your fucking sack as hard as I can, and I rip it right off of you. I just I just do a little flick to your tip, and, you, and then you pass out. All right, let's finish off this movie. All right. Selena was stitching together a large signal that says, hello. A small military jet flies towards them. Happy music plays. Do you think it saw us this time? Asks Selena. We see Jim smiling. The end. So, again, we've talked a little bit about alternate endings. I only looked up one, but apparently there are uh, three or four. So you know how we saw that flashback scene of Selena, like, giving, like, in a medical emergency trying to save Jim's life? One of the alternate endings is her trying to save his life, but failing to do so, and he dies, and the movie ends. Hmm. That would have been a much more intense way to go. And it would have made sense in terms of like how brutally he was got there, shot. Was there one where she does kill him when he's in like full rage mode? So possibly because so, that would have been a great one. So yeah, I don't know what the specifics about the other endings, but all of the other other endings involve Jim dying. Okay. So it's kind of like butterfly effect where the actual ending is all happy and he figures yeah. out the right timeline, but in the alternate he dies in the one, womb. He suffocates himself yeah. in the womb which is the one i saw Probably, first really that was the first one you saw oh my at god at like 13 i was oh like this my. movie's fucking crazy it's kind of scary like yeah. there's fucking pedophilia and then i'm like yeah he just wants to be happy and then you watch him choke himself and i'm like Ugh. yeah that was a that was have, a dark one have there been any movies that have done multiple endings during the movie not like after credits or like in a deleted scene i don't I don't think Obviously, so. Obviously, kind of doesn't make sense in the term. No, the way a movie is is it no. It was always works, always but... presented on like oh, it's the special features on the DVD or Blu-ray. Or I guess they've probably done it in sort of like a dream sequence where something happens. You think it's the ending, and then mm-hmm. wake up, and a different ending happens. But anyway, so fact there, time. There okay. have been sorry. Okay, never mind. There have been movies where they have uh, a bunch of different cuts for different theaters. So, like, if you go to one theater, it would have this ending, and if you go to a different theater, it'd have like ending B. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they did that for Paranormal Activity type uh, one of the sequels or something. <laughs> anyway, like Pheromonal Activity. Right? I also don't remember this being the ending. You know, the last time I watched it, which is kind yeah, of yeah. I don't remember. Maybe it was another cut. I don't know. Be, yeah, because I remember I swore Jim died in the one I saw. Same. Yeah. Anyway, fact time. So, uh, obviously, I placed most of these facts throughout the film. Uh, I will say so. There's a scene where Jim, Selena, Frank, and Hannah they're celebrating. I think that's when they're in the field or whatever celebrating. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was shot on September 11th, 
2001. Wow. How the fuck would that have felt, you know, seeing what you'd seen? And then they said it was been... incredibly surreal feeling. I bet. Shooting something where they're supposed to be happy while, while one of the, like the worst it also things would have been, which, ever happened. It also would have been a time difference, right? Where did they shoot this? In the UK. Yeah. It, there would have been a big time difference, though, too. Maybe so. slightly ahead of the US? Uh, they are. Hang on. I can figure this out. I thought they were like. It wouldn't matter. Because although there's a time difference when it happens, it's still happening while yeah. they're filming. And also the replays and stuff like that. So the time difference does not matter at all. Anyway. Because, right. um, no, sorry. I just want to say, because Andy's saying the time difference, that would be like time travel. No, it could have been like, okay, so they're filming at what time? Like before it happened, they could have been filming before right. it took place. That's true. Yeah, but I will say if they had known it had taken place, it would have been so fitting because they're filming in a movie where the world's ending and then in real life, the fucking uh, world yeah, that would have been awful. felt like it was ending. Anyway. So where were you on uh, September 11th? I was in my English class. Uh, I actually remember waking up that morning for school and turning on the TV in my room and be like, what the fuck? So I saw that and I had to go to school right after. Um, and then, you know, as a kid in high school, I didn't know how to process any of that. I wasn't sad or upset or anything. It was just like, what the fuck's happening? I was nine years old, so I don't remember it whatsoever. Wow, you probably do, right? Uh, it was <laughs> yeah, because you're old as shit. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> you should after this episode, or I mean, just kill him on the air. That could be entertaining. Uh, yeah, no, I am. It's gonna be the big thirty-five soon. Uh, anyway, I was. Uh, my mom uh, woke me up, screaming, and being like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" And then I got up. I'm like, "What the hell's happening?" Both my parents were watching TV. And we watched live as the second plane hit. Jesus. So. Fucked. I'm fucked up. <laughs> as many other people are. <clears throat> so, as I said earlier, athletes were cast as the infected because of how important the physicality of the infected was. Um, again, Megan Burns, who plays Hannah, tried to get into the music industry as Betty Curse. And she didn't do well. Um I also said one of the uh, women on the film crew spent three months making all the posters, letters, and papers pinned to that notice board. And then the last one I have here, which is kind of heartwarming. We'll end it with a heartwarming one here. Um, so the hospital scenes, a real hospital was used for filming certain scenes. And this hospital is uh, open during the week and then rented out for filming on the weekends. Oh. And the nice thing about it is when it's rented out, the proceeds go back to the oh, hospital for awesome. extra stuff for the hospital. Huh. And that's all I have for my suck fact. running to that hospital on the weekend, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're like filming the, like an Avengers movie, and you're like, Mom, my friend's bleeding. <laughs> so now we've got some Amir facts here. <clears throat> they originally wanted the movie to be a TV series called Two Weeks Later. But it would have just been Cillian Murphy lying unconscious in bed. <laughs> That's a bad joke. <laughs> Pepsi became the official soda of the movie after producers took the Pepsi challenge. They could taste the difference. Oh my gosh. What's the Pepsi challenge? You never heard of the Pepsi challenge? No. It's, it's, do you not listen to him? He's nine years old. Right. Uh, so it's <laughs> it's like this promotional thing that Pepsi does where they blindfold people and they make oh, them drink Coke. Oh, right. And I Pepsi. remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, that actually reminds me, uh, you notice when they go at the beginning of the film, when Selena and Mark take Jim into that convenience store and you see a lot of lottery stuff all around, that was intentional ad placement because the 
lottery in the UK actually funds a lot of the films that happen oh, there. Oh, wow. Very neat. Yeah. There's a deleted scene of Frank. <laughs> you want me to read it? No, I can do it. There's a deleted scene of Frank giving Jim a blowy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Subway ran a contest <laughs> promo for the movie in the UK. That's one bulletin point. This next oh, wait, bulletin I like this point one. I, is, I read this one. If you could eat a sub 28 days after it was made, you'd get five free subs, two free Pepsis, one free sub, and two free Pepsis. <laughs> Years, it will be 2030, making it 28 years later. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Is this going to be your new shtick? Your new subway. bit about subway? the subway stuff? It's, not, it's just, you know, I just look it up on the internet. He's, he's, we, so shared, we have our uh, Paps Blue Ribbon sponsor sponsorship yep. uh, that we're trying to get. Yep. He's, I, I have my single uh, sponsorship, Imodium. Yep. And then I guess his single sponsorship is going to be Subway. Right. Good host. Yeah. And yours is good host. <laughs> so, Amir, final thoughts on this film? As I reflected on as we went through this, I really appreciated the movie's attention to detail. There were a couple of missteps, uh, which I think for a movie of this budget, obviously it's a lower budget film, I think is forgivable. Well, what missteps are you talking about? Uh, just some some minor continuity issues that we've discussed during the episode, like with the power and that kind of thing. I think aside from that, it does a better job than a lot of movies do when it comes to the little details like the iv thing you pointed out earlier food um <clears throat> in terms of movies that nudity de deal with survival penis <laughs> yeah you don't uh, see a many penises in, in movies so uh i'm gonna give this one 9.2 flaccid digs out of 10 <laughs> andy why did you think this movie was okay i didn't say it was okay i, I said i liked good, it, or he liked it yeah. but usually like i came to this movie <laughs> I, I, I do declare. I like Ryan's better. Uh, I don't know. I just... Uh, you like Ryan's what better? His pee-pee. <laughs> what it's, can I say? Daddy likes... It's got a lot of character. What can I say? Oh, God. Does that mean I have a gnarly dick? <laughs> no, no. It's just got an accent. Oh, I was going to say, it's got a lot of character. I pull it out and I'm like, it's like, oh, hi there, Andy. <laughs> did, did Why you don't you the... suck on this? What? Did you listen to the Pod Rut, Paul Rudd episode of the Conan, Conan podcast? I did, yeah. Okay, because they talk about Oh, the character of the penis, penises. yeah. Like, how would you describe your penis? And I don't base it on size. You know, it's about the character. Be base it on character, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's honest. subconsciously going through me right now. So why did you not think this uh, movie was great? Like I don't you think it's thought every like, other movie. Not every every other, other movie. Yeah. Yeah. You've every, ever talked about every, any other yeah, movie. Ten out of ten every yeah. time. Uh, so I'll give it ten out of ten. <laughs> um, I liked the penis. Okay, give me your real thoughts. Uh, I like. I give it an eight. Oh. Eight what? Eight. Um, uh, crushed uh, sleeping medications <laughs> out of ten. Um, but no, I liked it a lot. I just like, I like my zombie movies usually silly yeah. or like there's, this is, this is a very intense movie, which I love and it is scary. Mm -hmm. Like it is a very scary movie. I just, I don't know. I just don't love it, Okay, but I like it. Ryan. Um, yeah, I like this movie quite a bit. I enjoy the lower budget, the more, mm. 
like the smaller types of zombie movies, mm-hmm. not these giant epics. No. Like uh, this movie has the same kind of dark, sad feel as the movie Cargo. Do you guys know that movie? That was no. a more recent movie, right? It was. It's yeah. basically where a man and a woman and their kid are trying to survive in the apocalypse or the zombie infection or something, and the woman dies, and it's just the man mm. trying to keep this baby alive, mm. and it's pretty rough. Anyways, movie was great. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, I did enjoy the some of the smart stuff they did. Um, I was definitely thrown off by Frank not being an evil bastard and being actually just like a decent human being. Was this the first time you watched it? No, this is the second time, okay. but I barely remember the first time. Yeah, I'm going to say the same for me. I think the last time I saw it was whenever it came out on DVD the first time. This so. is probably a one and done movie for me. Like, I don't think I need to watch it a second time. Have you seen the sequel? I can't fucking remember. I haven't hmm. seen the sequel. I saw the sequel in theaters. Can't remember a thing. Although I... Well, Maybe one thing. There's a lot of military presence in the second one, uh, I think. That makes sense. So I give this film, let's say, 8.3 Sleepy Jerks <laughs> out of 10. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, my name's Amir. I'm here with uh, Andy. Yeah. And Ryan. Mm-hmm. There's a few ways you can connect with us online. On Instagram, we're at s.t.n underscore podcast. On Twitter, STN pod. And you can search up our Facebook group and page just by typing in Survive the Night Podcast on Facebook. You can also email us at Survive the Night Podcast at gmail.com. On the next episode of Survive the Night, one of the Are you experiencing issues in your relationship? Whether you're married, in a domestic situation, having issues with your mom or dad, or with your pet zombie, we've got answers. Here are a couple of happy patients who spent some time at Juon Couples Therapy. She's right. After speaking with Dr. Juon, we made strides in mending our broken relationship. At Juon Couples Therapy, we strive to get to the root of the issue, which sometimes goes back all the way to childhood for our patients. We live by the motto, don't hold a grudge. If you can forgive and forget, you'll be better off. It only took 15 years of working at it, but now Keoko and I are in a happy place. Uh, ah, 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 Jesus Christ, ah, get... Ah, ah. Oh, you too. Such jokers. No! If you'd like a free oh consultation, call 1 800 666 That's 1 800 666 Again, the number to call is 1 800 Thanks, Juan Couples Therapy. Harbor bad feelings, your heart won't budge So let it all out, don't hold a grudge Instead of saying fuck, maybe just say fudge No need to be mean, don't hold a grudge